What is going on, my people? This is Wole from the Pregame Podcast. On behalf of myself, Bree Bree, Josh, and Red Velvet, we just want to say thank you for rocking with us. Make sure, if you don't already, to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Until next episode, we'll see you. Peace! Good. Yep, you good. All right. Go. All right, man. You already know what time it is, ladies and gentlemen. When you hear the sound of my voice, that means it's time for another episode of the pregame podcast. I am Olay, your host, here with my amazing co-host, Mr. J. Poppy is in the building. Say what up, gang, gang. Gang, gang, gang. Queen Bree Bree is here. How are you, Queen? You know, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. You say that every week, though, but is it a really? Is it really? Honestly, today... I've seen a couple clouds, but it's always a beautiful day in the neighborhood because okay. I make my own weather. <laughs> okay. And we have a much-anticipated guest. <laughs> for, for me, anyway. I don't want to speak for my co-host. I, I agree with that. This brother <laughs> is local legend. Talk about living it. Living legend. Thank you. Mm. Humble. Creative. Ooh. Artiste with the E at the end, like my nigga Push said. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This man is an actor, a poet, an activist, all kinds of them of amazing things. Let's go. And you know, he's one of my favorite light skinned people on earth. <laughs> he's top he's top two and he's not two. You feel me? Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Rudy Rue. Rudy Rodacious. Good looking, good looking. Thank you for having me. What an intro, man. I hope I hope I, I live up to it. You, you know what do. I'm saying? You do. <laughs> nah, you got it. You got it. <laughs> we believe in you. It's I think I think you'll be fine. I think you'll have word, a good time. Word, word. Sounds word, good. For sure. And he doesn't drink, so I just want to warn you. We get wild on this pod. 30 minutes in. So good, man. We don't get as sloppy as Nori on Drink Champs. Uh-huh. And let it be known that the podcast Kapew, existed Kapew. before. Kapew, Kapew. Kapew, Kapew. Goddamn. <laughs> existed before Drink Champs, too. Just want to put that out there in the universe. That would be the, 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 the weird clap or whatever. Make some noise! Yeah. Run them for Run them for Make some noise that I got in <laughs> <laughs> we love Kanye. We love Kanye. Yeah. I, I swear, Nori's mic gotta be drenched in spit. It gotta be. <laughs> <laughs> big ass teeth, them big ass veneers that he got, the lisp, oh, the bald head with the knots in it. It's all bad. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> back to the back to the pregame episode two eighty five. Two eighty five. Yo, we that's crazy. We almost at two ninety. We gotta plan a three hundred episode. We gotta plan. Something. We're gonna First be on Twitch TV. We live. gonna separate my four years coming up. We Ooh. do. What month is that? That's November? November. It's the end Ooh. of November. We gotta, we gotta like get a stripper out of a big cake or something for you. <laughs> Wait a minute. We got to. Not for, for her, not for us. Oh, get not going to go to fantasy. What's wrong with this guy? Always gonna head to, to fantasies and be like, you wanna make some money? Yeah. I got thirty five dollars for you <laughs> and a bottle of Jose. A bottle of Jose, I could get. They'll do for it. Sure. They'll do it. But anyway, all right. So <laughs> let's start with checking one through the noses. Damn set it. your ass up. I said yeah. I, I saw you, you watching me, yes. and I was like, "God damn it!" Will you go first, then Josh, then me, and then our illustrious guest? <laughs> How okay. was your week, my dear? Um, so the fuckery is still fucking. God um, damn. <laughs> what happened to Frank? The Frank was in full effect this week, bro. Mm. So Bree couldn't chill. No, nope. No, no. Wow. Because I had to like. I found out some things. So I work with Talk about it. Um, children and elongated children alike. That's what I like to call adults. Okay. And um, I found out that some adults are allowing children to hit them. 
In the workplace. In in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And I was I you want to talk about bewildered. I was bamboozled. I I said, I'm sorry, what? Mm. So that's gotta have some corrective action and there's a bunch of different things um that have been added to my plate um creating new empowerment plans for our friends with challenging behaviors mm-hmm. and hopefully this is going to be a template that we use moving forward hope so um and i did a training on how to use the forms that i've created and had them point out like what what, what worked what didn't um and buried some kind of misconceptions yep. i wish there was a lot more people there because a lot more people were invited but fuck me so whatever mm. um it happens <laughs> Was it Whatever. like a, a, a like a organization wide invitation for this? Not organization wide, more like segment wide. Got it. However, the person who sent out the invitation sent it out the day before, and made it sound optional, which it wasn't. Yeah. Oh. So, um, that had me like. That had you and fucked up. I had a meeting and realized that some people that I work with are walking around without a spine, and it's just, it was wild to Damn. me. So, um. In addition to that, um, I do have some good news. Okay. Oh, okay. good news. So, good news is um, this past Saturday. You won the lotto. Imagine. Yes. Imagine. <laughs> bro, if I, Why? If I, if Let's I go. Won, if I won the lottery, I'm going to put like two words in the chat and y'all got to know what it means. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I got a chance um, on Apollo. <laughs> on Apollo, Apollo? Uh, on Apollo. Okay. I thought you said Apollo. My yeah. bad. Okay. Um, she had a performance at Needle and Thread this okay. past Saturday, mm-hmm. and like we had talked, and she said that she wanted me to get up on stage and do poetry. Ooh. Now, I had no idea that, you know, people talk. I had no idea that she was going to follow through. Not that I think that her character is like that, but you, you know, never know. It's twenty twenty two. I keep the bar low so people can exceed it. You feel what I'm saying? So mm. I got there and I chose a piece when that I had not actually it. performed before called Dope Boy. And I performed it. The band started playing behind me, and she started doing ad libs. Fire! It was a crazy experience. I man. like those type of improv. It video, was, video, video. It was wild. I don't have the video, but I made some friends who have videos, and I'm trying to figure out how I can get it from them. Right Why? now, the file's too large for them to share it. WhatsApp. So they're gonna write. WhatsApp. Put the Wi-Fi on. Send it on the Sunny Donny WhatsApp. I'm, I'm trying to get it, and it was it was such a. I don't even know how to explain it. I'm still like riding off that. Is that your first that. time performing with with a musical comp- accompaniment and like somebody on stage doing the ad libs and stuff? Is that mm-hmm. the first? She was she was singing. She was, it was so crazy and the crowd loved it. Beautiful. And it's the first time of me performing the poem. I didn't tell them what beat to go with. They just kind of flowed with it and it all just worked. And mm-hmm. it was I was so grateful for mm-hmm. that like opportunity because we talked about at your last event. We talked about like me being vulnerable and getting mm-hmm. out there and all of that. And it it was one of those moments where I was just like, wow, that's fire. So grateful. Very for Very dope. Very dope. I'm glad you experienced that. And I'm sad I wasn't there to fucking support. That sounds really, really inspiring. It sounds magical. I, if I get a chance to so do it again, I'm telling everybody to come out and just Bad, please do. Because I was, I, when I tell you, I pulled back from that a lot. Of, a lot of times this week, I put, I, I went back to reach for that moment of like bravery and uh, accomplishment that I felt in doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's gonna be something that I pull from for a long time, and it's gonna inform my audacity when I get on the stage. Word. There's a spot in in Cambridge called the uh, the Lizard Lounge. I heard about that. Um, Michael Bonds is involved in that too, mm-hmm. right? 
they have a they have a band called the Jeff Robinson Trio that Ooh. they play they play behind the feature poet and also on the open mic. You can sign up on the open mic and actually get to play with them. And they're like some of the best when it comes to that same type of thing where it's like you don't have to tell them nothing. You just start and then they will play like the most perfect. It runs kind of late because it's after they do a poetry slam, mm-hmm. then the feature and then the open mic. So yeah, it yeah. runs kind of late, but it's always super, super duper dope. So if you're looking for somewhere that does that on a regular basis every Sunday, if you don't mind taking a trip out to Cambridge. It's not too bad. Minutes. That's not too bad. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to definitely have to check that out because that was an experience. But even without the music, it was like one of those things where I have I never performed this poem. Like I, I never. And, you know, you, you write what you write. So you assume that it will flow the right way. But it was just like it just felt like a magical moment, you know, and a whole sure new world. world. Good musicians too. Yeah, they, they were. Listen. Their synergy was that's spectacular, that is, yeah. and that's what I said good to them. Musician knows how to listen. And mm-hmm. they were like, they were like, that's a really big compliment. And I was like, I meant that. Like, I'm, I'm not just out here giving compliments because it sounds good. Like, mm-hmm. you guys are amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, about since it since it wasn't planned. You didn't nope. plan on performing. Nope. They didn't plan on you going up there to perform. No, I mean, the only it. person that knew was the singer, Ana mm-hmm. Paulo. Paulo. Yes. Mm-hmm. She was the only one who knew. Ana Paulo. So that's that's really dope. That's beautiful. I'm happy. I love the, where the creative energy is right now in Rhode Island. Love it. Sit. And you're spearheading a lot of it, sir. We're going to get to you in a few minutes. You hang in, my brother. All right. right. Jay Poppy, a.k.a. Jay Casanova, a.k.a. your mother's favorite son-in-law. How you feeling today, sir? What happened with you this week? Yeah, check in, check in. Uh, my highs, I finally got the... Uh, the supplements that helps me be very um, upbeat, you know what I'm saying? Because fortunately, I do deal with depression, you know what I'm saying? So I've been getting a lot of feedback that I've been looking very serious and very angry when I'm really not. I'm just like, I'm just like depressed. It's yeah, like it's depressed. <laughs> I'm just mellow out. I'm I, I just like fuck the world. You know You're what I'm just saying? Vibing um, with your resting bitch face, just chilling, right? I'm just chilling. I just go to work, come home, sleep, and do it again. That's all I was been doing. So I finally mm-hmm. got the supplement needed. Um, so hopefully by next week, I should be a little bit more perky and highly motivated. I also need to go back to the gym because I do need that uh, a dopamine in my system to keep me going because that's what happened mm-hmm. when you work out you just get that nice good accomplishment joy in um in my body so um that's something i'm really excited for and hoping to progress um i went to a basketball game too the uh providence uh uh friars game mm-hmm. they destroy the uh, american, american international, international college Car- aic aic <laughs> aic of the street in springfield <laughs> yes shout yes. out to the greeks at aic <laughs> oh no they they play terrible i said greeks i yeah. didn't say basketball she's players. talking about the greek life but the, 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 no. the sports is pretty bad too oh the sports was the, the final <laughs> score was <laughs> it, it was 99 it was 99 to like uh 57 that that it was a spanking. It mm. was go home after halftime. No, it, it was like, luckily I didn't pay my money for the tickets type of mood. Cause, How'd you get the tickets? Uh, as you guys know, my roommate, uh, Udi, shout out to him. Uh, shout out Udi. He works for the company that owns Amp. And uh, apparently, 
You know, he get those hook up time to time. Oh, yeah, because they bought the freaking dunk. It's, and they it's not it. Civic. It's not Dunk. It's, it's called I'm Amica. I'm not calling it that ever. The Amica <laughs> Mutual <laughs> Pavilion. I never Pavilion. Pavilion. I know you. I know English is your second language. It's okay. Pavilion. My brother. But AMP for, uh, no, for Akron. It's the Civic it's Center the forever, Facts. Man. It will have to be the Civic Center. It's the Civic Center forever. <laughs> it's going to have to be the Civic Center. It's the dunk for a long time. You guys have yeah, no problem. But if it's not the dunk, it's the Civic Center. Facts. It's I'm never going to call it the AMP, bro. You're going to slip up. Nah, fuck that. And when I that happens, I'm going to be there with a big smile on my face be like, Nah, I knew this no was going to happen. You can see him in the corner like, ah. <laughs> I'm just going to turn my head around and be like, what? Okay. It'll He's actually happen. amped to continue calling it the dunk. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You get it. You know what I mean? He gets it. This guy, he, see? It was bars, too. Hey, that was a bar. That was, it was bars. Hey, he's that not a rapper. It. Nope. <laughs> no missing the Sean Roa. Nope. But I'm nope. not a rapper. He's not a rapper. He's not a rapper. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, my low is just, you know, still dealing with those internal issues. But, you know, I still got a job. I have Word. a loving family, good support, mm. and um, loving friends on the podcast, and great, great co-hosts in the podcast. So, mm-hmm. uh, shout out to Tyrell. Notice how he didn't call his friends. Don't, don't start. <laughs> look, look. I'm not gonna do it. You're right. You're right. I'm a positivity. Positivity. Progression. Black progression. <laughs> wow. Just to give, just to give our guests some context. Oh, he God. said on the podcast, maybe like his first month in. No shade to Bree and Wale, they're great people, but they're not. I don't consider y'all my friends. It was like, God damn. <laughs> He's like, only my, only my sisters are my friends. I'm like, God, all right, cool. Fuck us then, right? Like, it was like five weeks into like get connecting with the brother. Um, if I hurt you, you. if I hurt you, my apologies. You didn't hurt me, brother, because I know you secretly you consider us friends. We were two stepping together last Friday. We that was a vibe. That was, yeah, that was, that was a whole vibe. Brandon Zoom and nice hits. Friends nice and friends dancing. It was fun. Uh, I ain't never and seen Jay a and move like that before. You was grinding. You was you was grooving. I, I thought he was talking about the other big man who was that like, motherfucker oh, was smiling. who was doing the holly shake and everything. I was like, damn. He earthquake. hit them shoulders like it was fucking 2004. Uh, uh, I was uh, like, oh. Uh. The shoulders was jello. It was all jello. Pop, 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 pop. Seeing someone big move like they're not big is always one of the most like amazing things. Mm-hmm. In the world. Bro, he was you like 6'4", too. He had no business doing that. Nope. Belly out to head. Didn't give a fuck. He in the middle head. of the circle. Ah. Got the Ooh, attention. Spotlight. Like, okay. I'm like, all right, bro, don't break a hip. So um, it was fun. That was a good, <laughs> great night, too. That was a great night. It was, ex- Yeah, it was. And also, uh, that following day, me and Daisha, we went to... Uh, shout out to Daisha. Shout yeah. out to Daisha. And uh, we went to the Roger Williams Zoo, uh, Jack-O-Lantern, spectacular event. That shit, to me, is getting boring. <laughs> for how her many, it was magical but for me how it's many good. times did you take a date there that's the question how many right. times you don't have I to answer that there you don't have to answer that question date. that way no not <laughs> I have, she I, listens, it's getting she, she listens to the me. podcast that's a setup <laughs> it is a setup but I'm gonna respond saying I have visit the event multiple times year after years more yeah. than 10 more than 5 more can than I tell five? you a fun fact I used to work that event my sister I will did too. not pay Shout to out go to, to the Jackalanta Spectacular. That have you ever been, Rudy? No, I no. don't even know what y'all talking about. So at Roger Williams Park Zoo every year they have. <laughs> what? 
they have a bunch of. I don't of, do nothing, bro. Like I'm just all. I'm like eighty percent artist, twenty percent person. You're an artist though. So you like the paint? You you, you like Jacqueline? Don't go outside is what he's telling. I'm yeah, exactly. I'm gonna tell him what he's it like is. Like very, he's like a high vibration recluse. Roger Williams Zoo. <laughs> Yo, Roger Williams Zoo need to meet up with with Facebook Meta, right? And create a virtual world of the zoo so that way you could experience what I experienced. He said, he said, why don't you market to the hermits? <laughs> but but I'm gonna tell you, yet. I'm gonna tell you what it is. So basically, they have like they commission artists and things to carve and paint pumpkins okay, um, based on different themes. And there's you walk like the trail of the zoo, mm. um, and you see all of the pumpkins. And basically, there's people trying to sell you shit. Like if you're online, they sell. Uh, they sell merch they Coffee. sell food they sell yeah. they right. have this extra experience where you can have dinner and you get dessert and it's like a buffet style and stuff like that okay. I think uh, the having you know served the food to the two legged animals I don't know that it's worth it however um, it it's a good not. time if you want to go the hot chocolate is watery the cider is watery um, what type of promotion you're doing? Like, wait a minute. She does, she doesn't first of all, the event. first of all, I don't know. Look, she doesn't approve. Of so, the so hold on. So, you get to feed animals when you go? No, no, no. No, I said head. two by two legged animals. <laughs> I met humans. Oh, goddamn! Really? Even that dude, that shit. I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? I presented. Look, so <laughs> y'all gonna y'all gonna expose how dumb I really am on this no, podcast. No, 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 no. First of all, he's a guest. No, he's Pull a guest. Back. Put the gun be away. A guest, be a guest. <laughs> I, I've been called I've been called Sinbad since elementary school. No. I got thick skin. Trust me. Yeah. I got thick skin. He called you a Hispanic Sinbad. Oh, oh, since I, since wait, elementary who? school. What are you talking about? Oh, I thought it was you. No, no, um, no, no. I said I've been called Sinbad since oh, elementary no, no, school. No, no, I, I got thick skin. He embraces it though, just like yeah, how yeah. my Eddie comparisons. They're goats. <laughs> my head, my head shaped like two camel humps. You see no, this like, in no, right hand no, like that? we're I not doing that. It's crazy. But, I got um, thick skin. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where you just kind of walk through. The animals are not really out because it happens when the sun goes down. Gotcha. So you don't really see much in terms of the animals. It's just like more like the dark setting with the lighting of the pumpkins lets you see like the artistic detail and the carving and all of that stuff. Like this year. Um, so if you theme, need to get your step it, steps in, gotcha. it's something to do. Okay. The, I mean, this year theme was like the uh, like the greatest TV shows from like from the 1950s all the way to the you know 2000 and 2010s it yeah. was it was like it's a great event if you want to go and hang out or go on a date with however what kills the vibe are the kids because the kids are the ones that are in the <laughs> middle of the freaking uh, path want to take photo with pumpkins when you could easily move to the side and you know like be like cordial you know but no everybody say fuck the ethic let's just Ruined the flow, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just want to go in and out, call it a day. But you know, Daisha had fun, so that's the important part. So <laughs> the boss had fun. That's all that matters. She had fun. So at the end of the day, you know, uh, happy life, happy, happy wife, happy life. No, no, I but was, she ain't your, she ain't your she, wife. I was trying to find something what, else. Uh, I, happy yeah. woman, happy day. <laughs> happy woman, happy, happy day. Woman, happy day. Happy day. So yeah, yeah. that's my check-in. So I'm checking out. All right, Bow. cool. Good week for me, man. Work with Silent. 
Um, what the hell did I? I popped into the poetry night yesterday at Revival. Mm. Man, night and day from the joint that you that you uh. that you put together. <laughs> no shade, no shade. But we came up. I was there. I showed up a little bit late, so I probably missed you. I went later than you. I got there at like ten thirty, bro. And I stood in the back for like twenty minutes. And was oh like, wow. You must have dipped out real quick then. Oh, After minutes. it was over, right? Yeah. All right. No, I didn't even stay till it was over. I'm like, what the oh, hell? Okay, was then it? that's why I didn't see you. It was not <clears throat> like I'm not a judgmental person. <laughs> uh oh. I'm not. I really I promise you I'm not. Right. I just like you spoiled the fuck out of us with the show that you put together <laughs> on, two, 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 three weeks. Was it three weeks ago? Three weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Last month's comedy, I mean not last month's poetry event was I and I've said I said this on the pod three weeks ago with, when we had Jen from Please Delete This up here. Yes, you I'm did. Gonna say it again, and I'm gonna say it every fucking time. Two eighty three. That's the best fucking poetry event that I've been to in Rhode Island since the Black Rep was open. Mm. Period. Word. You know what I'm saying? Word. And I'm Word. glad that the person who curated it was a performer and was around to see until like you like were in the Black Rep. You would. You know what I mean? Like you came up through all of these different creative spaces that are new to everyone else, yeah. And the new Gen Z folks, but like you showed, you showed all of these new, bu- all of these new young bucks, like what it's gonna look like. And your speech was perfect; it was dead on. And like last night, I was like, ugh. Even though I understand, like when you first start out and you start writing poetry and tapping into that 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 creative part of you it's going to be difficult to, like, mm. memorize the poems, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But that even that is a fucking handicap for these new artists because when you came up, we didn't have cell phones. Right, right. You had to write in a comp book mm-hmm. or yes, some type of notebook, mm-hmm. and you had to read it over and over a and napkin. over again and commit <laughs> it to memory. I know people that have done that. Yeah, and, and, and like, you know, recite your shit in the fucking in the mirror, in the bathroom type shit. Mm-hmm. So even that, even the process of writing is different because people yeah. don't use pen and paper. They don't put pencil to paper no more. Yep. They type it up on their phone. And it does a disservice to the craft, in my opinion, being a stand-up comedian because you'll never see me pull up my phone and be like, oh, shit, all right, so where's the punchline? I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Paper to pen. I mean, pen to paper, pencil to paper, committed to memory, and then if I fuck up or flub a punchline or don't remember it, I'm gonna. I'm. You're not gonna know unless you really know my my style of stand up and you've seen me perform before and you've seen me do this particular joke before. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna go off the cuff and I'm gonna right, improvise. Right, 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 you know what I'm saying? Right. So you felt like people hadn't internalized their work. So even when they were reading it, they didn't hit the points nah, the way they should have. It did just it, to me. It's just people reading words. He it's said, like it's like you know what I mean. He's it's saying not, it's like Will I am when he pull out his phone during the live performance. I'm just saying because I I have to find a way to differentiate because when I did what I did on stage this past weekend, I did read off my phone. Nice. No, but you are different because you remember you know some you know some of your poems by heart, and you've been writing for a very long time. Like this is not a new craft to you. I'm talking about for like the newbies who like who go up. So this is like my fourth poetry night in like this year, mm. and I've seen some of the same people go up and do the same poems and still read off their phone, months apart, which means they're not committing themselves to actually, you know what I'm saying? To the art. Because the shit that we saw three weeks ago, bro, only vets can do that. Well, let me let me let me jump in and say that not like. When it comes to putting on shows like a conti- uh, like a continuous show that mm-hmm. continues on and on and on, whether it's 
bi-weekly, bi-monthly, every other month, whatever it is, not everyone is going to be a home run. It's, oh, it's peaks and valleys. That's of just course. the nature. That's just the nature of it. That's, that's just the nature you. of it. In fact, in fact, the the show that um, that I did last month was inspired because of a different night that I performed at that midnight showed up for, where the tor- the turnout was low and it was you know what I'm saying not what I've come used to that night being. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. It was a low turnout because yep. I was scheduled to perform and I shared the flyer, mm-hmm. and midnight was like yo I'm gonna come through. I'm like, oh, you coming from Connecticut? I'm only doing like 10 minutes or whatever. Like, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Like, right, like right. I'm not going to push that on you or whatever. He was like, no, I want to come through. That I was, was like, in the springtime? This was, this was, no, this was like January. Wow. So last so, year. So, wow. so, the beginning of the year. Yeah, beginning of the year. And this was obviously after the holidays and mm-hmm. um, COVID was spiking up again. So a lot of people just didn't show up. It was wow. probably the lowest. It might have been a lower turnout that night than it was last night. It looked decent in there to me. That's what I'm saying. But the yeah. night, the night that I'm it talking was, about, it was, less it was even less people then. Wow. You know wow, what I'm wow. saying? And so um, when he came through, because you know, I, I hit up Cooge and I was like, "Yo, my man's coming through. Can he get 10 minutes?" He was like, "Yeah, of course, absolutely." He, he trusted my word or whatever. I'm like, "Yo, so dude, he came up like we came up together, or whatever, in, in the same circles and stuff, right?" And so when he came through, but prior to him coming down, I was like, "Yo." This is a dope crowd. Like, you're going to really enjoy it and stuff like that. And then it was, you know what I'm saying, low turnout and everything like that. that so I was a little bit disappointed, you know, because he came all the way from Connecticut. You feel what I'm saying? But it mm-hmm. happens, though. But, but that night, we were sitting there chilling. He still enjoyed himself. Don't get me wrong. That's mm-hmm. the he best still had part. a great time. Yep. But, um, but while we were sitting there, you know, we're just talking about slam days and stuff like that. Specifically, this specifically this one time where me and him, we, me and him, were in a slam together, and we, it was the whole slam was just me and him essentially. It was eight, it was eight poets all together, but we was front running the whole thing. It was like literally between us because the first two rounds, both of us got perfect scores, Ooh. and then like the third round, he ended up beating me by like literally a tenth of a point. It was like, Damn. I think he got like a twenty nine point nine, I got like a twenty nine point eight. But when we were talking. And just reminiscing, and then that was where the idea sparked. Where I was like, because I was telling him, I'm like, yo, you need to come back when like the crowd is hype and stuff like that. You 100%. know what I'm saying? Like, yep. like it's it's dope. It's a dope environment. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I was like, yo, what if we did like three rounds? So, you know, for as much as like, for as much as we want every single night to be tip top or whatever and stuff like that, but you know. This, that's that's not that's not possible. You got it. No, you know what I'm saying? I understand you, my brother. And go ahead. I also want to add to that, like the that event doesn't get as much love as it should, especially for like a free event. Because I went to that mm. event the month prior when Michael Bonds was um, mm-hmm. headlining that event, and it was a not a big turnout, but it was still like a dope vibe. Like mm-hmm. people were were feeling it. There was so much engagement. Yeah, at true. Oh, okay. Cause we're talking about a revival right now. That's what we're talking no, about. Yeah. The one you went to, oh, you yesterday. Yeah, yesterday was a revival. Got it. Got mm-hmm. it. That's what you was talking about. Yeah, you were talking yeah. about Tuesday. You know, Troop mm-hmm. is a whole oh, different right. beast. Like I feel like, don't do, do you curate the the poetry nights at Troop? No, no, no. I don't care. I don't really curate nights at all. Really, to be honest, I just do, do my you, thing. You I show booked. up. I show love. Talk your shit. That was that. <laughs> that was that smoothie. I don't really curate shows, honestly. <laughs> I just show up when they. <laughs> When they DM me, damn. Ah. When I receive a text nah, message, nah, man, nah. When it's, it's the it's bottom like, of the not, ninth, and you need a closer, I don't have. I don't have. Me and right here. To be honest, it's really because I don't really have the patience for it. Oh, I don't have the patience for like really doing that on a consistent basis. Logistics is if tough. If I'm if I'm really if I'm really inspired, yes. 
but like um, you were last month, to to like continue. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know what I mean. And and again, that that <laughs> month came together. It was all organic. Mm-hmm. It was one thing inspired another thing, inspired mm-hmm. another thing, inspired another thing. Beautiful. And it all fell into place. So did it work like? And we're tapping into like later, but whatever. And I'm done with my check-in. <laughs> Obviously. Then you, you got to check in. Yeah. All right, no problem. So <laughs> did the other OG veteran poets that jumped on the show see the flyer and saw that you and Midnight were going to battle and then hit you up and be no, like, No, no, no. I reached out to them. You reached out to them? I reached out to them. So, so this this how, this how it all came about. If we go back to January when me and Midnight initially had, when I initially had the idea, me and Midnight talked about it, mm-hmm. and then I spoke with Cooge and I spoke with Jabron. Yep. Shout Originally, out to Jabron. what we were just gonna do was just throw the battle on a random, a random night. Mm-hmm. So like whichever month me and Midnight were both gonna be available, we would just do the battle as like a special add-on bonus type I love thing. The behind you know the scenes. So, so that was the original. That was the original plan. I wouldn't have to curate anything. I wouldn't have to really plan anything. Just you know what I'm saying. Just only have to plan me and Midnight. That was it. But then Kuji moved. He moved to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And then I thought about it a little bit more, and I was like. You know the purpose. The purpose of me. I always do everything from the heart. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know how to think of things in like a, a business standpoint or anything like that. I just put my best foot forward and allow things to happen. And I just put good energy and try to lead with professionalism and my personality and my presentation. Hundred percent. Love that. I try to lead with that and allow whatever to come come back to me. It's a small state, so it's you know what I'm saying word gets around quick, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. So. So the thing with that night was the idea for me and Midnight to do the battle was really to inspire the other the other people that I would see there on a regular basis. Because I got a lot of love for that event, particularly for how it was even put together, how mm-hmm. it was conceived originally. Yeah. The intent behind that night is to give poets who don't really know where to go, where to perform or anything like that, give them a space. People need a chance to practice. That Shout part. out to Cooge and Louie and AS220. Yeah, like respect that to, part. and respect to, uh, there's other people doing poetry events and stuff like that, yeah. but a lot of them, when they start doing poetry events, you know what I'm saying? They'll reach out to the people that have been doing poetry out here for years. Myself, you know, the Marlon Carey's, the Christopher Johnson's, Lawrence Noons, mm-hmm. Sarah Ashley's, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. Contessa, you know what I'm saying, yeah. the people that have been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it'd be a, a, a regurgitation of all of all of us or whatever whenever like a new poetry night kind of comes up mm-hmm. and it's usually out of that pot for the most part, right? Mm-hmm. But what I liked about what Coogee and Louie started was that it was completely separate from the era that I came up. It was it, like not connected to it. They're not even aware of what I came up in as far mm-hmm. as like when we talk about competitive poetry slams That's and competitions and having to learn how to perform your shit and competing against other poets and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? And you got to be sharp because there's a time limit. So not only not only are you writing your poems, but you're writing your poems, you're timing your poems right you're editing down your poems mm. to fit a time a time length mm-hmm. right which forces you how to learn how to edit mm-hmm. right and then you're learning how to perform you're getting it on its feet that there was there was practice there was you understand what i'm saying steel oh, yes. sharpening steel yes, there was bro. that kind of environment that's why I and that type of environment poems. doesn't really exist anymore yeah true right mm-hmm. now 
does it have to be exactly that? No, not no. necessarily. No, no, no. But what I like, what I like about what Kuji and Louis started was that it is it, it's 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 its own it's Identity. its own little world organically. Identity. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's absolutely. its own little world organically, and to see people go up there and go up there a lot of times for the first time, mm-hmm. I lo- I love that energy because like it's it's it makes me feel the energy that I felt when I first had that passion. That, or just or just when it was it's just inspiring. fun. Mm-hmm. When it was just fun. You understand know what I'm right. saying? Because there's a lot of times where it's like, you know, a lot of times I can't I can't go to events sometimes because if I do, then it's like, yo, you want to go up there and do something? I'm just like, yeah, I just want to relax. Like, you understand know what I'm saying? You like, say no too, I like, of course I can and I will now. But <laughs> back, then, <laughs> back then, yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 what I that was that was what I liked and appreciated about Word. it. And so for me, Coming up with that with that idea was never for my people to just all of a sudden come in and just we're just gonna bulldoze and take over this whole thing. And I'm not saying that. You, I yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I know that. Right. I know but so, that. but so, so, you so to show it them. was to inspire. It was to inspire to show them yes. what it could look like years down the line yep. if you commit to it. Word. And the and the, the 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 people that I had open up, Ariel, Vlad. You know what I'm saying, Christina, Jay Z. That was strategic. You know what I'm saying. That those those are individuals that like I've had conversations with mm. about poetry. Like Ariel, me and her talk all the time in DMs about performances and stuff like that. That's why when she did that bodega poem, mm-hmm. it made me cry because I saw I saw the shift that she did the 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 performance shift Word. that she did in it, and I was like, yo, I like like to see to see someone take the advice that you give them and apply it that's big Vlad me and Vlad did me and Vlad um, Vlad was in a play with me over the summer he acted yeah. for the first the time Pro- over the summer project. in the Moby Dick project exactly phenomenal and, and, performance and, and, and thank you and and so you know to see him one of his gifts was always his personality yes a lot of right? charisma on that a one. lot of charisma mm-hmm. but to see him learn how to apply that in the theater space and then come and then see him apply it now to the poetry that was beautiful to watch vlad vlad has this gift of going on stage and making everybody feel like they're listening to their best friend yeah, yeah. he knows how to make the whole yeah. room his best friend mm-hmm. and, and he's and and to see very, him very step into that right. and take that to a whole nother level was incredible mm-hmm. jay-z on has a, a, has a great just understanding of just language you know what I'm saying? I love I love her understanding of language and how to paint pictures. Word. You know what I'm saying? And then Christina setting it off. You know what I'm saying? Like like she's just she's just a, such a like a dope supportive person. And then to see her like it's just it's just a product of like how inspiration is a constant cipher. You understand what I'm saying? I do. So so th- those people were, <laughs> but those people were strategic. Those people were strategic because oh, yeah. it, it was it was also one of those things of like yo I see y'all. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying, and it was it and was they, they got a chance to inspire my friends, where it was like this is this is this is who I've been fucking with over here, yeah. and then on the flip side, now y'all get to see what it looks like if you continue doing the work, Word. if you yeah. continue Word. to challenge yourself. Word. Beautiful. That was what I got from it. But that's Word. not gonna happen overnight, though. Hell yeah. no. Oh no, it's not, not gonna happen overnight. And you I know don't what I'm want because I don't want anybody to feel like I'm saying that. All I'm saying is you spoiled the fuck out of everyone that was at that <laughs> show two weeks ago. And when I go to a poetry show, and I, I and I get it, it's like it's poetry night. It's poetry night, and it's it's kind of set up like an open mic. And open mic is where people go to practice. So I'm not expecting every show to be like that. You inspired me to be more supportive of the arts, period. Ah. Because you bought straight killers, bro. Yeah. 
Like that's I don't think like the last five players that I went to see, you were in two of them. Mm, like that's mm. what you don't under, in my in my adult life. It was, and and again, it was like Moby Dick, uh, the Jackson Five, Happy <laughs> Pack, <laughs> Christmas Carol at Trinity Rep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what? Yes, bro. Um, what the fuck? Jesus hopped the A train. The first thing I saw. Oh, was, yeah, the second yeah, yeah. thing I oh, saw man. you in. That's a fucking throwback. Shout out yeah, to Mitch Magic Theater. Yeah. And then Shout I don't even remember the, the the fifth one. But like you are one thousand percent in oh, I'm lying. Um the Book of Mormon. You are in two of the last five players I went to go see, my friend. And because well, of you, appreciate you, I am going to make a concerted effort to see everything that you're in. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I dropped the ball Thank on um, this last one. Oh, but, silhouette of the silhouette. Yeah, yeah, silhouette yeah, yeah. of the <laughs> But I will be at the net, whatever it is. All right. You said you got my text me and right, I bring I these my We I got Rudy! Rudy <laughs> Rudy! You got this, boy. Let's go. Let's go. Wildin' because you, you, with that, yo, you, the first dude that went up there in the second half, what's his name? Influence. Oh my God, bro. Can I say, can I say what everybody brought to the table that was so beautiful today? Because yeah, I, I, I break it down. I this is your the, time. Uh, this is your I time. I talk about the openers. And then Ooh. now, um, wait, you only talk about the beginning? Oh, that was shit. Just yeah, that was just the opening. It was a crazy event. Oh, my God. It was a crazy event, man. Yo. So, so um, influence, and I'll say why I booked the people that I, that I, had, that I had come through. Um, influence is, is from Connecticut. Yep. Um, I met him um, at the same time that I met Midnight. Mm-hmm. Um, they're on a, they used to be on a team in Connecticut called Verbal Slap um, when, we, wow. when we used to go to na- uh, nationals to that compete and stuff hard. like that. Dope, it's super dope venue. That venue is super dope. I love going out there. But um, Influence's gift um, is he has this ability of like, it's almost like, I don't know if you guys like are battle rap fans, but like, mm-hmm. you know, you know when like people ride a scheme? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Hell it's like yeah. word, it's like this word association. So yep, like you have yep. a topic and you, you, you double play with like all these words associated with yes, that. Sir. Influence does that in a way with his poetry. And it's like it's like watching a boxer land combinations. It's double and triples all day, bro. Yeah, like so he had one poem in particular about doing his daughter's hair, and he's Fire. using all these words, all these words associated with with different hairstyles or whatever, but to describe things or whatever associated with his relationship with his daughter. And it was it was beautiful. Bars. And I it's just that. he's just hitting, 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 hitting. It's like watching a boxer land an eight piece combo, like just dong, 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 dong. Like it's incredible. You know what I'm saying? So he he set it off so perfectly to bring us back from from the break. Um then followed up by uh and and the reason why I had influence is it come through specifically because he asked me some years ago where some spots to rock in Providence. Mm. And I was like, yo, it's not really too many too many spots out here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Especially at the time frame that he was gonna be around. I was like, ah, there's not even yeah. like not even Providence Poetry Slam is going on at that time. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm true. saying? So so I was like, there's not really too much or whatever. He was like, all right, word. So then when this came about, I had, I told Midnight, I was like, yo, ask influence or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It'll be a chance for him to sell merch and, and do his thing and stuff like that. And so um so that was why I asked him. Um then uh uh Warrior. Uh, Michael Bonds, um, 
he he started the reason why I asked him was because he started a, a Instagram page called Poems at Poems Boston mm-hmm. yep. to promote events in, in Boston mm-hmm. and poetry events specifically and stuff like that. And so um, I know that this is a crowd. This is a younger crowd. Number one, they're enthusiastic and they're online. Like this isn't an older crowd that Digital is like, era. you know what they're I'm saying? They're on the gram. They're, sure. Yeah, they're on the gram. So the I was TikTok, like, this is like, I, I, I was, you know, telling it to him when I was booking them. I was like, yo, this is, you know what I'm saying? You get to promote to them and stuff like that. And you know what I mean? And you, and they get to see you and, and like warrior's gift is really like his, he just has this OG presence that will just level out an entire room. So where 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 influence brought that energy back all the way up to here, mm-hmm. and then Michael Warrior Bonds, he just like leveled out the whole room, and he just talks to you, and you just like you can't listen anywhere else. It's not a super flashy style or anything like that, but it's just it just levels out the whole room, and you just listen to every word he says. Mm-hmm. And then coming up immediately after that, my friend Amanda Shea. Who actually was supposed to close out the, the the first the first part, but she got but she um she was running a little bit late. That happens. But um, she 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 has the complete opposite style, where I I like to call it it's like it's like controlled chaos. Mm. Her style, like she was the only poet that night that actually took the mic in her hand and was like moving around and walking like around an the whole venue and stuff like that. You know mm. what I'm saying? She didn't just stay at the mic stand and everything like that. And her style, she hits these inflections. She like brings her voice up, then brings it down, then da 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 da, speeds it up, slows it down, da-da-da-da, depending on what she's saying. And it, it's so much to watch, but because she's such in control of it, it's like watching a tornado dance. That's how I describe this it. It's like watching man. a tornado fuck. I oh, come on, man. I get the this, 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 yeah, yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, bro, bro, you know what I'm saying? Shit. <laughs> but it's like it's like watching a tornado dance. That is like the one way that I could describe it. Because put, any put that on a t-shirt and I, please do. <laughs> Rudy Rubich is on the back. And it's then like um uh True Queen. Dance. True Queen, I had her come through because True Queen, we were on the, Beach, the last bro. the last slam team that I was on in, in 2015. Um we won the team together. And we both kind of just kind of like after our experience that year, that summer, we just kind of both was done with slam a little bit. With it was slam. Too much politics? Um, Too much to get into. It's not even necessarily politics, but just mm. like just the way slam can be. Was the fun taken out of it for you? Both? A little bit. A little okay. bit. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely it definitely didn't feel worth it for as much work. It has to has to go into making the team. Raising money to go to the to the state that you're going to, mm-hmm. and then you know what I'm saying. So Logistics. it was just it was just so much stuff that 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 happened. That that would be a whole nother conversation. Warrior right. out, yep. But um um, you know she she and even with her, not only did she kind of leave slam, she kind of left poetry for a while. She said it. That was I I hit her up or whatever to just be like yo like. I had her come out. Of, I had to come technically come out of retirement for yes, you did. an event I did well before before this okay, one, an event you. in Boston that I featured at because I have a poem called "What a Woman Tastes Like" that um, she What's actually familiar? wrote the original version. <laughs> she wrote the original version of that piece. So uh, before, yeah. when we went to nationals you in 2015, so so this is what it was: was she had she had she had a version of that poem, yep. and we were like, "Yo, that's a dope." group piece possi- possibility when you go to nationals and when you're on a team you have to have group pieces word, okay word, word. and like really dope really dope group pieces so mm-hmm. it was me her and this other poet named Nia Yell. it was a three 
it was three, three of us or team. whatever. Yep, and yep. so we each wrote our own version and then combined the piece and turned it into a three That's poet group fire, piece. fire, bro. What? And so Is I had heard. Is a video of this? Like, no, 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 no. no. This, was, this was 2015. Like, you know what I'm saying? We had Oakland. YouTube? No, no. But, but it, it was, you know, it was Nationals. It was, it's like, it was just different. It was yeah, just yeah, yeah, it was just different. It was just different. But um, yo, national, leak that on YouTube for us, man. Like, <laughs> but um, but 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 um, so so wow. she had, I had her come out and do her piece of that at a feature that I was at that she pulled up on me, and I was like, yo, would you be down to just surprise the crowd and just I'll do my version and you do your version? Yeah. So that was like my one way of like sneaking her out just a little bit, like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, get her to get that itch again because she's so dope, like you know what I'm saying, Bruh. And so when when we were doing this. You know, she she said she said it or whatever. Me and her, we we just grew a bond. Like when we were on the team together, we grew when a bond. When she said, "When Moody um, calls my phone, I answer the call." Like, that's my I'm sister, like, yo. That's my what? sister. Because you know, when we were on the team, we were the two we were the two traveling out of state the most. So we were we were keeping each other company on train rides and stuff like that, coming mm-hmm. in and out of rehearsal and everything like that to the venue. And and we just grew a bond. We just, you know what I'm saying? Like beautiful. that's like my sis. You know what I'm saying? That's beautiful. And so to bring her out of Love out that. of retirement, and she just stole the whole show. She did. She stole the she whole show. And yep. it, and so she didn't she didn't skip a beat. And then um, when she started fake messing up, I was yeah, like, yeah. this is part of the this is part yeah. of the poem. When yeah. is she gonna do it? When is she her gonna presence, do it? Her presence is just incredible. Well, man. She said, "I'm sorry, y'all," and it was like, "Go ahead, Pastor." All the all <laughs> yeah. dumb old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's okay, girl. Like I'm like, wait, just because I on can't it. keep doing this and da da da. And it was like, oh, <laughs> everybody jumped out their seat. <laughs> yeah, people literally jumping out their chairs like, Bruh. oh shit, like you know what I'm saying? Like, Goddamn. Yeah, she's Levels. she's got she's got this style that's just like it's polished and also rough around the edges at the same time. And it's like so dope, so dope to see. I can and tell then, you're a fan of all of these people. Of course, real. these are my peers. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, like a we, fan, though. Yeah, of course. I'm a fan first. Yeah, yeah. I'm a fan first, especially when it comes to poetry. I'm a fan first. Word. Um, and then and then of course my sister, like Cole Rodriguez, is like one of my favorite people that I've met through poetry. Word. Um, and then also just one of the dopest poets that I've that I've ever met and Very stuff like that. All of them. She's like Probably when Cole when Cole is on the mic, it's like it's like your mama talking to you. Mm. She got that kind of presence I, I, to it. And that yeah. was why I had her go 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 finish out or whatever. Word. Because it was just like it's just she gives this she does these po these poems that's just got this life advice and it's so much wisdom behind yep. what she's saying. Yep. I and felt the like my voice gr- goes with it. I felt it like my auntie was talking to me the whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just feel like your auntie's talking to you. Word, but man. but but the cool aunt that you really like. Uh, oh, the cool yeah. the cool aunt the cool aunt that will give you the life lessons, but pull you to the side, make sure your mama not looking, and let you smoke a little weed. Yeah, yep. Yep. She, that, yep. she that auntie. You know what I'm saying? Word. Shout you know out to auntie. Saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. She that auntie. You know what I'm saying? So and then and then obviously we did we did the battle, and then the reason why I asked um, midnight specifically for me and him to do the battle was because I knew our styles would complement each other for a battle. Word. Because, uh, like, his style, his style versus my style, it's like it's like two GPSs. Mm. My style, I'm going to get you from point A to point B as, as simple as I can. You know what I'm saying? Straight, I'm going gonna, gonna to look for the easiest route for you. Word. His style, he's going to take you on these back blocks, and the next thing you know, you're gonna be driving, uh, like you're gonna find. So he's a, ways in your Google Maps. You're gonna, <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. 
when you when you go when you take his GPS, you're gonna find a river that you didn't even know existed Word. in your town, and even though you've been living there for years, nah, and you'd be is, like, "This is when and, you and, set and, the GPS the moment, to like no tolls." Listen, listen, right? And the moment, and the moment, for real, exactly. Avoid highways and shit. Right, avoid, right. Yeah, avoid highways. Yeah, yeah. And 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 when and when you get and when you find that river, it'll just be happen to be the perfect moment where the sun is setting. Oh. And it's just like you see the sun setting on the water mm. and stuff like that, that double like reflection and shit like Absolutely. that. That's and then, and then it probably took you like an extra 20 minutes to get home, but it was the most enjoyable 20 minutes you needed. You fuck around and turned off your music and everything cuz the 20 <laughs> the extra 20 minutes was so beautiful. Yes. That's his style. Mm. Well, I have to give you some shine real quick. Um <laughs> because I I've I've seen the side of like putting a show together. Yeah. Cuz you remember I I had you and Warrior and Orange Live and Mm-hmm. And Vlad on the Culture Fest. Yep. And I I thought I did a decent job, but you then, did. Thank you. But I saw that event and I was like, this is this is <laughs> wild because I'm 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 sitting there and I and I had seen you at a, a couple different shows, which is why I reached out to you because I thought I think people should hear good shit that people got to say, mm-hmm. and I Pats, think that people should you. be um, in a space where they're like welcomed and all of that stuff. But when I got there, and um, I got there pretty early, and yeah. I and I and I watched you, and I recognized the feelings that you were feeling oh, as yeah. you were walking, yep. and I was yep. like, "Cause you never I know. know. I never I, know. I know that feeling, but I also know that this is about to be fire." Right. Mm. Um, when when I I don't think it's necessarily that your Google Maps though, because um, okay. I don't think it's directly <laughs> from point A to point B. I think you paint a picture of the scenery. So if if nothing else, it'll be, it'll be it'll <laughs> be Bob Ross is my dude, yo. He's, Listen, he's Bob Ross, right, Bob right, Ross right, and right. Mr. Rogers. I reference them on a daily. So um, my <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. God bless the lesson. It's, it's one of those things where. Um, for me, it's like the satellite view where you can see the streets Word. because I could see the street that you were talking about. I Word. could see the the moments when you talk about um, the poem that you do with the um, the dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mighty Shiro. Yeah. Yes, I, yo, you are talented. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And and it's clear that you see talent and you appreciate it. Absolutely. And it's it's your humbleness Thank that's you. just like. So you, I'm, I wanted to give you that shine and allow Thank you to you. accept it because you that. just shined on a whole bunch of people and kind of forgot about yourself. Thank nah, you. Nah. Well, I, I appreciate that to the fullest. Thank you so much. And and I was really just highlighting like the the approaches. Yeah, I don't it's think really you forget about yourself. That was the wrong thing to say. What but, I wanted to say was I had to end that with acknowledging the person yes, who put it all together. Thank you. Thank you. And that person is you. Yes, sir. You yes, creative wordsmithing <laughs> ass nigga. Right, one second. Just to, put a, just to put a button on the end of it, um, just me and him have two different approaches, yep. but we we both commit to the performance at the same level. Yes. Oh. So that's, yeah. where, that's where I knew that it would be a dope balance between he and I because like where, where his advantage is is that he takes such a different approach that on the right day, in the right crowd, it could seem like my style isn't quote-unquote poetic enough. Mm. But then on the flip side, my advantage mm-hmm. is that I'm, I'm direct. I, I'm more like talk, I'm, it's more like I'm talking to you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah facts. You understand what I'm saying? And if, so, like, your, your style if, is so palatable, bro. If my, if my style hits, 
and he does he does the wrong poem, he could go over people's heads. Mm-hmm. So that was that was like the pros Love and that. cons between between the both of us. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That we both had to weigh out and stuff like that. And that's why I just and and also too is you know me and him we're just we're just game. Like you know what I'm saying? Like we both understand it. We healthy, you know what I'm saying? It was healthy yeah, sportsmanship. Yeah, healthy sportsmanship. It was, it was amazing. You know? Yeah, no. Yeah. And like I ain't I ain't gonna hold you. I came home on this podcast the very next day very after high. that night, and I said, "Energetic no way." Midnight is fucking incredible. But there's no way I'm letting him run up in the 401 and beat you in no motherfucking coaching. <laughs> like, two claps on that. Two claps. Can I get two claps? There's no oh my way. God, my God. Let me get two claps all around the table. There's no way I'm making more noise than this dude. When they said midnight, I'm like, woo! <laughs> Mr. Rene, let's fucking go! <laughs> the best brother, wild belt, and I, I told all the guys. Brooksana was sitting next to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had her, all her friends, and, all, and Christine and her. I'm like, if y'all don't make all this noise for Rudy, you raggedy son of a bitches. Can y'all I, better make noise for Rudy when they, when they Fun fact, hand. fun fact. The the first round. I, I threw his name in there and stuff like that the, mm-hmm. the whole midnight thing or whatever that's not a new poem by the way that's a poem that I've been had um, it actually comes from um, uh, a feature that I did for um, an artist named Fliz um, he has a song called Poets Often okay the, it, it's it's two features actually it's a feature that I did for him it's one feature that I did for him and then it's another poem called Random Thoughts that I did for my brother Shice T.L who was yep. also there yep and That's the I did a show. Of Deep Red, right? Yes, yes. Um, Shout and out to Deep I did Red. a show. I did a show in New Bedford for my brother Eric Andre. And when I opened up, I just naturally combined those two poems because I was like, oh, they kind of in the same vein. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I just ended up doing that. You're fucking so then, genius. <laughs> thank you. So then, when when the battle came about, when the battle came about, I was like. How's a, a way that I can like set myself apart? Because I, I was like, because the first round is very important. Mm. No. I mean, you got to come out the gate swinging. You, you got to come the out the gate round, swinging. And but but to do to do the whole at midnight thing mm. was like because at first I was doing it after every line or whatever. Da 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 at midnight. Da 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 at midnight. Da 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 at midnight. And I was like, ah, oh, it's too many at midnights. It's not flowing right. Yeah. And then I had to find the moments where I could do it. And it was funny because I was still kind of. I wasn't all the way comfortable with it, mm. and it wasn't until I was outside with Queen, with True Queen, and um, and I was like, "Yo, come here real quick. Let me run this by you. T- tell me, tell me what you think or whatever." And then I was spitting it for, her and she just she was getting so excited, and Ooh. I was like, "I bet." Now I got the confidence to do it and stuff yeah. like that. And that, that was probably that was probably as far as in the competition. That was I feel like that was probably the the biggest margin. I feel Word. like the other two rounds were probably closer, but I feel like that Oxy one was the Pop biggest is a margin. Honestly, jam. Honestly, Fire. like I brought my brother to that event with me because he usually doesn't go to poetry events. The first one he came out to was one that I was performing in. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what would be dope? We go to this. And he was so, it was so inspiring. He went to buy merch from both of the table, every table that, that was, was out there. That was what I wanted. And he was like, he got, he, he want, when next time it happens, he's coming out, he's coming back. But also, we dedicated a solid 30 minutes to talking about this event, the podcast right after. So yeah. much so that I was talking about it and he's still so inspired. He's <laughs> cutting me off. Like, I just. <laughs> that was that was that was really that was really all I wanted. Like I said, like I just go from an honest, you know, what I'm saying perspective um, and just because I, I always feel like. I always feel like good always comes back to me in one way or another. Amen to that. Like you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. like I didn't Karma. like like you know like like I had spoken to um um because it was technically me at midnight curated that night. 
And, um, you know, Kuji was like, he was very adamant on like, you know what I'm saying, splitting the door money with us and stuff like that. And I was like, yo, everybody that's coming from out of town, we're all going to be doing the same amount of work. Ten minutes, three poems, me and Midnight, three rounds each. I was like, man, that that pot split between all of us evenly. Amen. You know what I'm saying? And and the turnout that happened, Integrity. we was able we was able to even give even a little bit. It's not what they it's not what they normally get. Of and, course. And, and and I was so I was so happy to do it, especially because they were all willing to come for free at first. You know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. off of the the love that you know, what I'm saying, that we, yeah, yeah, the connection Stop that we got. Stop being all humble. Like I'm gonna read your IG story later. Hey, listen, man. You. you know, I know who I am. I, I know who I am, baby. They don't call me rudacious for nothing. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Talk about oh, you. Talk your shit. Talk your shit. But yeah, but no, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But but and because of that, also, it was like let's all let's all take the same amount home or whatever oh, and stuff sure. like that. You know what I'm saying? And I was able to put a, a decent amount in their pocket, and then they all they was able to sell merch. And everything like that. Big so it just, shit. it just, it just worked out. Everything worked out the way that I, that I, that I wanted it to work out. And and like I said, I don't normally curate nights, but I was so inspired to do so that, and and I was just happy with the you way that it, it once came a year. about. We'll see, man. Once we'll see. A year. We'll hey, see. listen. If you don't decide to do it next year, I might tap you for some assistance for the for the next culture fest. <laughs> All right. I mean, right. you're you're already a fixture in terms of performing, but word. Hmm. Word, yeah, just looking. give her the context and she'll do all the work that you want. Yeah, yeah, do. no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. Right. So we went off on a crazy tangent, but a very good one. Like <laughs> a, a great it, one. That was, Again, that was a great topic. I love it. It wasn't a topic. It was. It was a. It was a. <laughs> It was, it was a great segment. It, it was because it was about you. Thank you. I don't bro. know you, and yeah, I feel inspired. <laughs> I love that. Light skin brother. He said, "Te amo." he got the message. You know what I'm saying? Y'all just saw it. I have to be. I have. I have to like. I mean, I'm so inspired right now. Like this is like this is dead ass. Like this is this is dead ass. I'm so inspired. You're, 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 I cannot miss his next show. Like right. if I miss the next show, I'm out of depression, man. You are the yeah, goat. I'm glad, for real. Man, Not bad. even out of depression. Like he's just inspired me just to like witness greatness because it's been mm. a while since I've been in it, in an environment where people are just like right. passionate and, and mm. are into their craft like that. Right. And the way how you just broke down the behind the scene and shit, I'm like. Sir, yeah, it's it's you. You sold me for the next one, man. I'm buying seats for yeah, everybody. I'm you. He said I'm buying seats. That's big cap. He's bigger than the cap on his head. I'm, I'm gonna hold you to it, money bags. I bet. Bet. Watch. Hold you to it, money bags. Nah, like, March is around I'm the corner. I'm gonna walk in the door to your next event like I'm with Josh. <laughs> Please do. Got me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That night, yeah, I'm coming sway. with your mother's favorite step favorite son-in-law. Uh, I bet you will. So. <laughs> Check-in is officially over. After all of that, brother, you don't need to check in. Check-in been go. done. Good. We're it's talking about Rudy, man. We're talking Rudy about... Rudy or Rudy? Rudy. Okay, I thought you We're talking about Rudy. Rudy. No, 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 no. I won't disrespect him. Rudy, What would up? No, we, dude. Yo, our audience just heard greatness on the mic. I, that's all I got to say. Josh just, hasn't acted like this ever, bro. Like, word, so he's word. real deal inspired. He ain't Amen. All right, so this is a segment where we get to know you, but we do it rapid fire style. We're going to okay. take turns asking you very random questions. Let's go. All the questions are connected to you and like what you like and what you um what you don't like. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get us started. Um, 
top three nineties cartoons. Top three nineties cartoons. First ones that come to mind uh, are your yeah. top three. Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't give him that eleven second rule. Like he, um, he got, he got, he got two seconds left, and then we gonna go to your obviously list. Rugrats. Okay. Hey, gotta obviously. be up there. Um, hey Arnold was up there. Hey, okay. Shout out to the hoodie assist. And oh, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else, what else, what else, what else? So think about sitting in, in front of the TV. What do you want to be on the screen? Besides Rugrats no, and That's Neon. what I'm trying to think. I mean, it's not a cartoon, but like all that. Can I, can I yeah. say all that? Yeah. All right. Yes, all yes, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is your all-time favorite memory, like, as a child? This dude, God yo. damn. That's what I'm saying, man. Hey, use that for the next segment. Ask him something else. <laughs> what is your love language? Okay. That's, my love language, that's um, one that I can think of off the top of my head is definitely laughter. Okay. Laughter. Absolutely. Quality time. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Laughter. Laughter. Right, I'm going to go light real There's quick. There's five. This is going to be easy. A lob. Okay. Flats or drums? Flats or drums? Um, I haven't eaten. I haven't eaten meat since like since I was twenty seven. Dang, I thought but, it was a love. But but I was a car. I was damn near a carnivore prior to. Damn near. Um, damn near. Yeah, I was damn near a carnivore <laughs> prior to. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say flats. I feel like they're just funner to eat. Okay. Learn how to so eat. So I'm gonna ask a follow up question boom, boom, real quick. What's your favorite meat substitute? Meat substitute. Hey, you. I don't really. <laughs> like if you had to have like. If, if you know how they do like cauliflower wings, they do. I try to stay away from that dumbass shit. No, damn. That's why he's my brother. All right. <laughs> I like I like sim- I, I was I was plant based for like five years. Okay. Um, um. I just recently I recently did start to eat um fish and eggs again. Okay. So but pescatarian. No, like. Yeah, pescatarian. I, I now the the only thing I try to fully stay away from is fully grown land meat. That's what I try to. <laughs> that's how I say. It. All right. I respect. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, man. Yeah, no, I respect no, that. No, but um, um, but yeah, I, I'll my favorite my favorite plant based dish is always the ones where it's kept simple. Honestly. Like, like I, I've done the, like, trying to make tofu taste like eggs and trying to make this taste like this or whatever. Jesus like, Christ. and it's, it's not, it's not satisfying Mm-mm. when, when you just keep it Because you have in your mind what the, what the meat actually tastes yeah, like. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just make a good dish out of what you got. Okay. Yeah, I respect make it. Make a good dish uh, out of what you got. Keep it simple. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Make sure you, you're nutritionally, nutritionally balanced. You know what I'm saying? All that. That's okay. It, you know I mean? Top three. <laughs> I wasn't trying to cut y'all off and be rude. Top three, top three movies with Eddie Murphy. Oh. Movies with Eddie Murphy. My dad. Hi, I'm dad. Gonna... I'm in Providence. You forgot about me. Send us money. Sponsor the podcast. <laughs> Rapido. Is that his favorite actor or comedian? No. No, it's not. Tired. I'm gonna I'm gonna disappoint the shit out of y'all because I don't watch a lot of movies. But God damn it. But 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 I will say, I seen I love Harlem Nights. Mm-hmm. Coming to America, of course. Mm-hmm. Nice. Bye-bye. Coming to America, of course. Third one. What would be the third one that I would say? Rapido. Rapido, hermano. Oh, what's about the one with the big... Rapido. Norbit. Norbit, yeah. <laughs> I, didn't I didn't even watch Norbit. I didn't even... <laughs> Did Nutty Professor? Professor? Damn. Um, Nutty Boomerang. Professor? Boomerang. Beverly Hills Cop. Beverly Hills Cop 2. Metro. Trading Places. Beverly places. Beverly Hills Cop. Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, All right. yeah, yeah. I see. Are you? Do you prefer ordering in or eating out? That's a good question. Um, if I'm on the date, of course, going out. Um, but if I'm just chilling, ordering in, 
Beautiful. I'm a hermit, yo. I'm a hermit. Either or. It's circumstantial. It, no, no, no. I'm going to say, say ordering in because I don't really go out that much. Recluse. I, so I'm going to say High ordering. vibration recluse. I like that. <laughs> I'm going to get that on the show. It's, it's, you, know what it, you know what it really is, honestly? It, it really be when I'm when I'm doing a lot of shows. Because mm-hmm. it's mm. like I'm around a lot of... I'm an introvert naturally. You understand what I'm saying? So it's like... But to go out and have to do these shows and, you know what I mean, depending on what it... Like, the last show that I just did was... It was it was draining physically. Mm. True. Because of the... No, 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 no. The play that I was in, Silhouette mm. of a Silhouette. Oh, yeah, yeah, I had to play were a character. You the head, were you the lead character? Yeah. I had to play a character that had AIDS, didn't have proper medication... You know what I'm saying? Was hallucinating and stuff like that. And to play those kind of roles. God bless you, brother. You know what I'm saying? I'm Thank, proud you. Of you, <laughs> Thank you. But to how play those kind of roles. How old are you? I'm 33. God damn. Like I said, same age. I got to get this guy flowers for being the only person from my generation that started doing the arts, stuck with the arts, regardless of the bullying, regardless of the, uh, of the fucking... Well, I fight, so, you know. Mm. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I fight, so, you know. But he gonna said, be, don't talk too slick. Gonna, yeah, I The bullying is not going to last that long. Tony, in the annoying way. Well, I don't know how to say it. <laughs> and I'm very Nigerian. But I got to give you... Bro, you're the only one from our, from our era that is as active as you are. Thank like, you. there are performers in Rhode Island that are our age... But they're implants. You know, I think of, like, my brother Tobias Wilson, New Haven guy, or Hartford guy, Connecticut, but went to Rick, studied mm-hmm. theater there, and, like, spending a bunch of plays at Trinity. And um, there's one other, uh, <laughs> my man, Eric Bentoncourt, who, like... Eric's a good dude, man. Eric, Eric is an Eric amazing is dude, dude, and his story is incredible. Incredible. And for, to go from incarceration yes. to getting out and becoming a street worker, yes. and then going to CCRI, graduating, and then doing the theater program, and then... I got, I got to be in a play with him one time. He was last, a great guy, it was like two It was, like, two falls ago. I, and I it was, like, a, a play about Providence, right? No, 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 no. This was years ago that I was in a show with him. I was in a summer a summer theater production with him one time. It was a Shakespeare show. Gotcha. It was but a long time ago. But he came back, like, maybe two, three years ago to do, like, a play about the corruption in Providence. Okay. And like, I haven't seen him in a time. long time. I haven't seen him in about, since he came back for that play. So yeah. about three, three, three and a half years. <laughs> yeah. But, like, Tobias Wilson, Eric Bancourt. Eric Bancourt, born and raised in New York, but came here. He's an implant. But, like... Out of like all the people that I know that are creatives, bro, you are the only one that is my age that's born and bred here that's doing the work on multiple fronts, and you're excelling, and you have that respect. Thank and you. I'm going to read it later. I'm not going to read it now, but I'm going to read something that you posted on your story okay. to these guys so they can, <laughs> so they can hear it, uh-huh. and so our listeners can hear it, because I need, because what you wrote is exactly how I keep myself in check. Mm. And I think that's super important for us to make sure that our ego is put in our pocket. We pull it out when motherfuckers try to undervalue us. (laughs) Motherfuckers with power and influence. But when it comes to the people that are around us that show us love and support us, we should always carry ourselves like actual humans. You know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to recognize you for that, bro, because... You that show inspired me on multiple levels. I've been doing stand up six years. Mm. You've been doing theater and poetry and performative arts for fucking thirteen. Fifteen. Well, fi- well you put thirteen on your shit. You put thirteen on your shit. No, that was the, that, that was, was that, that was me saying no no no. That was me saying the realization 
was 13 years ago. A promise that I made to myself was 13 years ago. Oh, so two years, years in, ago. you was like, fuck it. I ain't going to let my ego get the best yeah, of Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Bars. Who does that? It was that? a revelation. And I said 15 I years on the pod, and I see, I'm glad I was right. <laughs> I've been stalking you for like six months. <laughs> know that. Um, <laughs> know that. Not know, know that. Let me, say, let, me say, let me say this, man. Nobody, nobody like, like th- sometimes there's people, like, that just show love in such a unique passionate and and original way um and 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 you know i always appreciate your kind words man you know what i'm saying you already know bro keep you make it easy because you're fucking good you (laughs) respect what you do and you do it well and that's all i can ask for as a as a there's so much love in this room right now. i'll say this i'll say this though to also like you know (laughs) to 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 like josh i love the way that you record (laughs) i love the way you engineer this podcast (laughs) i'll do my best all your friends accountable i love how you hold your motherfucking co-workers accountable i love how you hold us accountable i love that you are getting back into writing. It's not even February, got... man, but I feel the love, man. <laughs> I feel the love. I'm going to get... One thing about me, I ain't got no ego. I'm going to let people know that they're fucking dope. You nah, guys are dope. I respect I would that. not record with you every I do, Friday. I do the same thing. Dope. I'm the same way, yeah, man. Yeah, like, same way. we wouldn't be here if y'all weren't dope. Yeah. Facts. Period. Yeah, facts. We make fucking gold. We got people that listen to us in Nigeria, my nigga. Poland, Brazil. Bye. One percent. We got like thirteen countries that listen to us. One percent. One percent. One percent. One percent. But the fact that there's one little goofy motherfucker in Germany that listens to this podcast every week. Hey, 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 hey don't call my friend, my my friends and my fans goofy, okay? <laughs> because you listen to us, but bad choice of words. Could you imagine part. if like goofy is like a big ass compliment out there? Imagine though, I'm goofy. Hey, I'm goofy. Like no, 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 I am, I am, I am, I am, I am, I am goofy. That means something different. Why but we're going to get back to yeah, the questioning. No doubt. No my doubt. question for you, yeah. top three rappers. Oh, yeah. Top three rappers. I love how um, you skipped me, My too. number one, absolutely, is, is Black Thought. Um, that's my num- that's my number one favorite. Shout out to Tariq Trotter. Um, the the person that made me fall in love with hip hop um, was DMX. When Let's I heard go, R.I.P. Earl Simmons. This nigga is my soulmate. I'm trying First to tell all, you. <laughs> number three, number three, number three, number three. You better be careful. You know what? You might I'm propose. gonna say I'm gonna say somebody pretty new, but new-ish, but. I have a, a a real reason why I'm gonna say him is because when he dropped his album, the first album that really made his rounds, it was the first. It had such an impact on me because it was the first time I heard a hood story in hip hop that I could directly relate to. Okay. Most hood stories, it's like I appreciate how good they rap, but I want you to know point, we, we we respect your opinion. You don't have to justify it. No, no, no. But I, but I I just like I just like to give my reasons. Yeah. Or whatever. But um. K dot. Uh, yes. I knew he was going to say that. Yeah, Section 80. I knew he was say that too. <laughs> I, as soon Kendrick as you Lamar. said hood and poetry, I'm like, wait. Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, Kendrick even though he Lamar. Wasn't, even though he hasn't obviously been around as long as other people that Doesn't I can mention, but the impact that, he especially that, that first album, and yeah, he hasn't missed since. We so. got a lot of respect for K-Dot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. It's on you. No, no it, you skipped you skip no, me. No, I didn't. But I'll say right now, like the person that I'm like the most infatuated right now listening to currently is R.J. Payne. Okay. RJ RJ Payne from Philly, dog. He he back he years ago was under the name Rain Man. You remember when MTV oh, you remember when MTV yes. had those rap battles? Yes. He won one of them and was supposed to sign the Def Jam and then okay. he kind of disappeared or whatever. And then he rebranded but he came, himself. He like rebranded himself. He signed with Griselda. Oh mm. my 
But RJ I love Griselda. RJ Payne, in my opinion, he's doing RJ Payne and Ransom, in my opinion, are doing some of the cleanest rapping as far as like structure, mm. rhyme, cadences, but still saying something, not forcing words or whatever to make the multisyllabics, but then still the smooth. Let me Google that. And 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 Ransom I'm Ransom today. Ransom's version I'm of learning. it is so smooth, and then R.J. Payne's version of it is so aggressive. There's a track called "There Will Be Blood" on Leatherface Three by R.J. Payne. It's Ransom and R.J. Payne. I'm I looking this up right shout. now. Shout out to Scal. The way the way Ransom ends his verse with a, a scheme or whatever of like molten lava and then what's the Ran title again there will be blood there will it's a, a rj Payne featuring ransom rj Payne ends his verse Ran um uh, no the way ransom ends his verse rj Payne starts his verse off of that same scheme Ooh. and carries it for like eight bars and it's like some of like the cleanest fucking rapping like if you're a nerd for like just rhyming words or whatever in that kind of way, it is some of the cleanest rapping that I've heard. I feel it's like in like the last like five years, just it's just it just locks you in. It's just like you're just following it all the way through. Vosalaka, Dopanaka, Opranaka, Ghost and Taj. Like I'm just like, oh my mm. god, like mm. it's crazy, crazy. Like R.J. Payne, I think is like my favorite. I'm gonna have to Google that, right brother. Now. Yeah. You uh, Spotify. Go I got you. Yeah. Go ahead, sir. Uh, uh, what is your first AIM screen name or your first email? I only had one AIM screen name. It was that nigga Rudy. <laughs> Simple. D A T N I G G A Rudy. <laughs> okay. Um, you get to plan a day, a Saturday, uh -huh. to do whatever you want. Okay. What are you doing? Mm. What does it look like? A Saturday to do whatever I want. If there's a play going on, I want to go see, you know, if there's a, a, a play happening locally, a show going on um, that, I, that I've been wanting to go see, I definitely want to do that. Probably hit up some friends, um, some other theater cats to go check it out. Um, get some food and then maybe, you know what I'm saying, go, go out, maybe troop or something like that. You know what I'm saying? One of the spots that I always enjoy. Um, yeah, I'll say that. I, I, would, I would just pick to just have a chill day. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, but like, what does it look like? So what you what you She wants details. What makes your ideal like chill Saturday? Is what I'm saying. Is you get the, the plan to do whatever it is you want to do in the day. Is it the mango is you know salami? Because you know what it is. His 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 I'm very big I'm very big into meditation. Ooh. So like so like my chill my chill yoga instructor. My chill my chill is internal. It's not. It's never based on the external. It's never based on what's going on outside of me, because I, I can I can make whatever is going on around me chill. Okay, I got my you next question. So when we go around, I got just, my next right, question. Man. Just do it. All right, now. No, no, no. All right. So follow up. All right. You know, different <laughs> people meditate differently, uh -huh. mm -hmm. and it's not necessarily. I think people when they first get into meditation, they feel like it has to be. I'm sitting silent and I'm sitting a specific way and I'm breathing a specific mm -hmm. way. At what point did you find your perfect level of meditation? Or style? Um, I'll say when I discovered the versatility of it. Okay. And and honestly, um, probably the most chaotic that I can think of my life being on a consistent basis. Obviously, there's been chaotic moments in well, life. Life is whatever, a series of valleys and peaks. So the most the most consistent chaotic thing that I deal with is nerves before going on stage getting myself mentally prepared and stuff like that. And um, 
that that to me I find it to be a meditative thing because it's 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 almost like physically meditative because for me I go through a process of trying to get every aspect of my body ready before I go on stage especially for for a theater production mm. mm-hmm. from my vocal cords to um, my body being warmed up mm-hmm. I don't want any cracks in my body so you know what I'm saying I got to do all these stretches I, I I know I'm I'm ready to go on stage yeah. when I could bend over touch my toes and I don't hear no it don't sound like no, you know what I'm saying. What I'm saying, yeah, you know what I'm saying, to be loose and everything like I that. And then, and then from there, you know, you do the 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 the, the alliteration exercises and mm-hmm. shit like that or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And I, I run through run through my lines and everything like that one more time before I go on stage. Um, but to be in that space of Having having this this because I like the nerves. That's the thing is I want it. It feeds it feeds the whole experience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I want those nerves because it's like that's your fight or flight kicking in. Mm -hmm. Word. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's your fight Mm -hmm. or flight. Should I do it or should I fucking say nah? I can't do it. Right. Exactly. That's your fight or flight Mm -hmm. kicking in, and to 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 battle with that is like a form of meditation because Mm -hmm. I'm I'm forcing myself to be in control. Word. I'm saying that these nerves are here, but you don't these nerves, me. you're not going to take it over. Yeah, I'm absolutely. I'm going to control yeah, what you're doing. I, I feel that so yeah. much. Yeah. And meditation, so much. Meditation, in my Bars. opinion, is really more about focus than it is about, quiet, quote unquote, quieting your mind. Like, absolutely. The only way you're really going to, let's be real, the only way you're really going to quiet your mind is if you're dead. <laughs> That's the only time your mind is it's just going to not, gonna not quiet be working. It's not even quiet that's the only time your mind is going to not be waving and then you'll be dreaming. Well, one of the things that... Because <laughs> you're dreaming. You know I, I very much... I ab- remember, but you're dreaming. It's true. You right, me? your mind's still working. Yeah. What I reason why I ask that is because, um, um, like I said, I'm training to be a yoga instructor, breathwork, SEL. I'm in the midst of like a six-month training. And one of the things that I put in my like planning for it is to recognize that different people's meditation is going to look different. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think for the longest time in my own journey for um, finding like peace within myself, I felt like meditation had to look a specific way. But for me, sometimes meditation looks like listening to music. Sometimes meditation looks like writing. Sometimes meditation looks like a good conversation. It's one of those things where I can stop and, and I don't even need to quiet myself in the thoughts. I need to accept the thoughts, process them and move forward. Be in the driver's seat. Right, for sure. Be in the driver's seat. That's really what it's all about. Be in the driver's seat, yo. And not letting anything... Not any let anything control the one thing that you should be in control of. Mm-hmm. Right. It's the one thing. It's the only thing that you. It's the only thing you can control. Right. Is mm-hmm. your is your thoughts. Right. Mm-hmm. You know and I tell saying? I tell kids all the time. I'm like, you have a superpower. And you don't recognize what your superpower is, and it looks different from everybody else's superpower. But your breath is your superpower. Yeah. So whatever breath feels good to you, when you whatever deep sounds like to you, whatever deep looks like to you, take that deep breath and allow yourself a, a, a time to feel what you're feeling and process through it mm. and i love to talk to people and kind of get their perspective on how they take what the world is handing towards them and and process it in a way that allows them to continuously survive i'll give you a fun example okay one that i learned Ooh. that i didn't even expect i took a a, a jazz appreciation class in mm-hmm. in in college in ccri um just Shout as an extra just as an extra elective but i ended up really enjoying it and the teacher he said something. He said a good someone that's really good at listening to jazz music can 
focus on specific instruments and ignore all the other instruments. It's a bar, though, and it's true. You know what I'm saying? Was so, this like, in Lincoln? Able, um, this was the one in Warwick. This was the one in Warwick. Nah. When did this happen? <laughs> and, um, um, he went to Lincoln. He, he said me. that, and yeah. so like we had all these all these CDs yeah. that that um, that they gave us to listen to CDs, right? Um, <laughs> all these CDs, it was like this whole jazz collection we, and stuff like that. We, we, yeah, exactly. We, we, we yeah, like, it wasn't even. You would have said vinyls. I would have been like, yeah, bro, of course. But um, but I would I would listen to it and then like be like, okay, let me focus on the trumpet player. Mm-hmm. And then go back, listen to it again. Let me focus on the drummer. Mm-hmm. Go back, listen to it. Let me focus on the bass player. Let me fo- and I, it, would, it was like a fun game to do, but it's that that focus. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know who does that as as a rapper is um I heard that's part of like Eminem's um ah, creative process. As far First as of all, well, let me just say this. Let me just say this. Hate on let him. me just say this. Ah. Let me say this. Let me say this. Say right? It. Say it, King. He he focuses on one instrument in the beat and writes to that. Thing in That's the beat. why his never mind. No, I mean you know it's not for everybody, but let me, there was you know that track. You know, you remember? he got a problem with Eminem because of the whole DMX thing. Because he's not, a. It's not. It's not even just that. I think he's way overhyped. But continue. What were you? What there was, was a. Um, it's not even the his track, top twenty-five. The track. Um, that's fine. It's, you know, teach his own. Um, I'm not. I'm not here to sell you one Eminem. Like that's not what I'm here to do. But the track. The track. <laughs> the track. Um, um, on on Fifty Cent's second album, Gatman Gatman and Robin. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think. I think the track is kind of cheesy to be honest. It's not even one of my like favorite tracks, but. The way that Eminem's flow is riding the the baseline, like, cause I I can't. That's something that I don't do. I'm a spoken word artist because that's that's an element of it that I don't do. Right, right. So it's like while while even in a situation like that where I could admit that I find the track a little bit cheesy, but I can be just you can appreciate the artist up in that. Like you know what I'm saying, writing to that beat like yeah. that. You know what I'm saying. To write to it that way. Yeah. One of my yeah. favorite Eminem features is Renegade. Renegade. Oh, incredible! That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. That's anyway, one. Um, are we still doing rapid fire? I don't know. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm enjoying his company right now. <laughs> <laughs> are you We're having, having a good conversation? Time? I'm having a great time. <laughs> All right. Josh I'm having a great time. Out to dinner next weekend. <laughs> nah, that's you, bro. <laughs> so does that mean he was your soulmate? Like, does he, he is my soulmate. Does that mean you'll be a returning guest? Right in front of us, be like, hey. So we're gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna transition these guys. We're gonna, we're gonna move on to learning about you in terms of your passion and your profession. Okay. Yes, we want to know all the things about theater and spoken word. So my first question to you, sir: What is the first theatrical production you were a part of? Um, the very, very first. You want, you want the, you want the high school. Program I want theater the high program. Joint. Okay, so after the teacher told you you ain't going, you weren't going to be shit, and you had to, <laughs> you know what I mean? and then you got Hillary Swank. Well, that's not. <laughs> that's actually not how it happened. What happened was my mom's was like, "You wasting your damn time. You're not doing your schoolwork, and you're not doing nothing in my house. You better get an after school. You better." No, no, no. This, 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 we're not even talking about theater. Nope. Theater has not even become a thing yet. Oh, okay. She said you need Martina to get an after school hobby mm-hmm. or a job. Wow. Because you're not gonna waste time at school and also waste time in my house. Memories. <laughs> and so she didn't and think thankfully, worth it? thankfully, no, no, no. She's I saying, wasn't doing my school work. I was bullshitting. Oh, I was bullshitting. You, you, I, 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 you know, I was trying to be a thug, and then I found out you can't be a thug and be ticklish. <laughs> 
I vote that we make pregame shirts for every guest and put their quotables on the back. <laughs> yes, yeah, Started yeah, with Rudy. Can't be a thug. Can't be a thug. You take a look. So, um, <laughs> so lu- and then and then luckily for me, I wasn't good at sports because then I would have gotten it. I probably would have just played basketball or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. You know, I was trying to figure out what what the hell to do, and I was lazy, hey, so yo. I didn't want to go get a job, right? Hey yo, put your volume Turn on your zero. Volume down. <laughs> Damn. The But so um um I didn't I didn't have um I didn't have athletic talents, and I was also being lazy because again I was trying to be thugging. I was trying to jump off the porch. Um, but um, so so he doesn't miss. I was I was I was making up I was making up um, some after school work for an English class, mm. and um, a different English teacher, this guy named Mr. Colonino, um, read it, and, and and he was like, he just he just liked the way I carried myself, and he liked the way that I explained what I was doing with my paper because I told him I was like I'm trying to make it professional with a hint of ghetto. Mm-hmm. He was like, he was like, I, I, he was mad, mad dramatic. He was like, I like that hint of ghetto. I like the way you said that. <laughs> hint, of ghetto, hint of ghetto. And he was like, um, have you ever tried acting before? And I was like, I've been acting a fool my whole life. Maybe I'll be all right at it, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he, he was on his shit since high school, man. This is so, beautiful. So, this is an origin story right here, man. And so so he invited me. He invited me. He invited me to audition. You know what I'm saying for this play that they were doing called Runaways. I go to the audition, and Smoky. they give me they give me the monologue, and it's this monologue's kid named Iggy, and I'm reading through it real quick. He's like, I got family issues and stuff like that. He's like, mad at his parents and everything like that. They had like this big fight and blah 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 blah. I'm like, all right, sounds mad. Let me just pretend I'm mad. I didn't think of it too tough. A regular or whatever, Tuesday, you know what I'm saying? I, I didn't think of it too tough. I just was like, Tuesday. whatever, you know what I'm saying? So I do it. And he's like, yo, you have some natural instincts. Mm. You know what I'm saying? With some help, you could you could really be good. Mm. He was like, I want you to be in it. Come back next week. We'll do the reading. You'll get to meet everybody else in the show. And I was like, all right, cool. I'll be there. That's what I told him. Next week comes. I'm still in my hard-headed phase. I didn't really want to do it. Because this is, you know, this is Dipset, D-Block, G-Unit era. Who the fuck wants to do theater? Come on, this now. you know what I'm saying? Who wants to do this to be, to be or not to be? Fuck out of here with this mm-hmm. shit. Like you know what I'm saying? But I gave him my word. I've been a word. I've been a man of my word since since then. That was the one thing. It's probably my saving grace. Integrity. Yep. And that's probably my saving grace. But yeah. but I was still a knucklehead, so I was trying to figure out. I was like, what excuse could I give to get? <laughs> I, I was like, I'm gonna go, 
but I'm gonna try to think of an excuse when I get there, and I'm plot. I'm putting the excuse in so my you head. Leave early? So I no, so I could not do it. Oh my god, you know god. what I'm saying? So I could not do it because you know fear. Yeah. Come on, man. The the block was calling me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo. Not to do anything, but it was just you know. They, so actually, they weren't. Actually, they weren't calling me. It was just me. You know what I'm saying? I didn't. I didn't even have a phone for them to call me. You know what I'm saying? I didn't even have a phone for the block to call. The block did not have my number. The block did not have my number. They didn't chirp me. You know what I'm saying? Remember the Boost Mobile phones? They didn't chirp me. The block didn't hit me on aim. It was just me. I was trying to be down with the block. And the block was like, get the fuck out of here. But um, but I walk in there as I'm as I finally come up with an I don't remember what the excuse was, but I finally come up with an excuse. But as soon as I walk in, there was these two girls. Shout out, shout out to Abby and Stephanie. Oh Damn. My God. I thought it was Abby, I don't, Megan, know, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what you're doing right you now. Get, let go with a snow bunny. No, 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 no. I went to I went to Central High School. Oh, so they were Latina. I went to Central High School, they were Latina? brother. Yes, of course. Yeah. I went to Central High School, brother. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I went to Central High School, brother. I didn't. I didn't start getting. Around. I had to learn how to be around white people when I got in. When I got further into the theater, but that's a whole other conversation. Word, word. Um, but we need um, a part two episode. No. <laughs> so you saw these two, but I saw these two, and and I was like, I was like, exactly, exactly, I gotta exactly, to this part. <laughs> exactly. I was like, they doing this? I'll do it. Yeah. I will be here. I will be I here. I am in. Sir. And then my my final my final saving grace was that I had no game, because if I had game, I would have just bagged them up and then just you know what I'm saying, just not been focused or whatever and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? But I had no game. I still don't really have any game still to this Rudy, day. You said that on the anonymous questions this week. Stop yeah. talking about yourself like that. I don't have game. You don't need to have game. First Ex- of all. all right, but I, that doesn't mean that I have it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So I can say I don't have it. A brother that can perform the way that you do doesn't stop need to have it. it. Stop that it. Is your game. Stop it. No, no, no you're not, bro. You're all you not, gotta do is like turn your hat, and then you off, become I'm a whole different character. No, 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 no. What? No, 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 no. Job, he could do Jay that. Hobby, relax, Queen Bree. Give me, give me 45 seconds. Timing. Because you are the top. I'm tier. not even gonna look at him. You're gonna ignore me. It's cool. Let's get names been ignoring me all my life. That's why I roast them. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> all you have to do is continue to be an amazing creative performer, mm-hmm. and that. It's not you're not doing it so you can attract women. You're doing it because you are passionate and you love the motherfucking crap. This is a good Josh turned his head yeah, back know, backwards know, like See, it's so easy. That's what you gotta do. Yo, we're cooking with grease here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Episode two eighty five is off the goddamn rails. And um, none of us own a train. <laughs> Wait, let me finish. I, I got ten seconds left. Yeah, 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 you sure. don't need game. You are you know how many women got wet? Three weeks ago, when you performed the the, the how's it? Taste? I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. You, that is your game, even though you're not doing it intentionally to like attract women, bro. When women see a guy, a man, passion. a man, a whole man of your caliber, do something like that with so much passion, and they 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 recognize the discipline that goes into being able to be that motherfucking exceptional at what you do. Mm-hmm. Bro, mm-hmm. that is game. Word. That is game. Word. You can sit there and sarcastically word me all you want. Yeah, I'm, I'm just listening. I'm just listening. To that is, is, like, you don't need to, <laughs> hey, oh, my. Leave word. that for the goofy comedian niggas like myself. Word. Word. You know what I'm saying? Word. Like, 
I'll be your wingman if you really need one. And I appreciate I'll do, that. I'll do all the talking. I appreciate that. But I'm just going to be like, Ma, you know he's like a nationally recognized slam poet, right? Right, right, right. Niggas don't know me for my poetry. Also. All right, so I have no game. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'll let you do your whole first spiel. Of all, I got a, no game. As a, <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a female, right? As a female, right? I'm going to build off of that. I'm going to say it's fine that you don't have game. Because yeah, females. Yeah, I, don't, I don't need it. You know what I'm saying? Precisely. I'm fine. Like, and I, I got what you were saying when you said yeah. that. And I also want to echo what he said. As a female, to find a man that has passion about something, there's so many men out here who are not passionate about anything. They're not passionate about themselves. They're not passionate about growth. They're not passionate about anything. So you differentiate yourself in terms of like your work ethic and all of that. So you don't need game. Never needed it. Listen, when I say because you have passion, when I say when I say I don't have game, I'm not downplaying myself. I I didn't think so. Take it like that. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not taking it. It's not. It's not like I need a like like thank you, but I'm not looking for a confidence boost. You saying that like you know what I'm saying? Listen, I know what I do. Rudy Rudacious for a reason, bro. I do good. I do good out here. You know what I'm saying? Because he was Rudy Rude for a while, and then he added the Dacious. So I can tell you how I got that nickname later on. So we we want that for part two. So I don't. I, I, I didn't. I, I didn't have game. Still don't. But then it was it, very important back then, especially that I didn't have game because that would have distracted me, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, so I had to try to be impressive in another way by just doing a good job in the show. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That was my way to try. I to Had to be let your excellence speak like for you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But um, but then it wasn't until we actually did the performance. Word. It wasn't until we actually did it where I, you know, hollered at both of them. No, 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 no. He forgot what the original question I holla, was. I hollered at the audience. <laughs> Got you. Mm. I hollered at the audience, and Word. um, it was one of those things where I just, I just, I just started, and I just, you know, followed my gut from everything that we had been rehearsing, and everything like that, and it was just, it was the first time in my life where I felt so many elements just balanced perfectly. And I, I just became addicted to that feeling. Like, you know what I'm saying? Word. I just became addicted to that feeling of being on stage. And, and, and I walked off stage after my monologue. And people were surprised. Mm. I, I don't think they were expecting me to really take it. This is a little high school mm-hmm. production or whatever. Most of the students that were there were really there because the teacher says they'll give them like credit or whatever and shit like that. No, but you took it you know serious. I mean? But I took it serious. You know what I mean? And, you still and I even it. I even heard some. I even heard somebody. There was a part where I got like really upset, like really mad in character, and I heard somebody in the back go, "Oh shit." <laughs> like I heard it you know what I'm saying like, and, and I was like I bet we on like you know what I'm saying and I did it and as I was walking off stage the show wasn't even done but as I was walking off stage I got a standing ovation hey. and I'm looking at it out the corner of my left eye or whatever and I'm like oh shit they're doing that for me like and then when I get backstage all the other actors they're just like yo you killed that you did. And it just it just yep. gave me Go. it gave me such a sense of of, of fulfillment that mm. I needed which was that was the reason why I was acting up in the first place because I didn't have a sense of fulfillment. I didn't have Facts. anything to Damn. define myself Bars. by. Yo, listen, you know what I'm saying? Bro, listen, bro. When it comes Yo, to this art tears. shit, tears. When it comes to this art shit, guys, I know you. I know, like legit. Like I didn't. I don't do stand up. It's my life, man. But actually, I do because I like. I, I appreciate the fact that I was blessed with a gift to make people laugh. You know what I'm saying? And the way that he does it on those two stages with the stand-up in the theater and, and acting, bro. Poetry. 
spoken word and yeah you said stand-up. <laughs> i'd be doing i'd be do- low-key though when i did my feature at troop yeah. um for for tell your truth shout out to uh i'm Demont, so mad i missed Mr. that Orange. but i was exhausted <laughs> yo i i like in between poems or whatever mm-hmm. like that's like my space or whatever to do like my bootleg comedic stand-up that's like, okay you know what i'm okay. saying like, so like let the stand up because i study stand-up in the sense of like i always wanted to be able to have smooth transitions from one piece to another so i pay attention a lot yeah. to comedians yeah. and how y'all are able to like joke to use joke. what's in the room or whatever right. so like i was i was joking um the, like the microphone that he has there it's like that the, like like it's like it's like either like the jazz mic or if you hang it from the ceiling, it's like the boxing announcing mic yes. or whatever, or <laughs> yes. like the microphone that LL Cool J. Yeah, Mama yeah. said knock you. Yeah, the Mama said knock you. Mama out. Mama knock so I said that or whatever. I was like, I was like, I said that when I got on there. I was like, yeah, make noise for this microphone. I feel like I should be wearing a fedora right now. And I was like, <laughs> this, this one goes out to all the lovers out there. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? Like that kind. That's that you comedic shit or whatever. Smooth storm. That's like, that kind of like comedic work. stuff or whatever to like transition Absolutely. from one piece to another. And I was. I I, I was having so much fun doing that in between each poem and stuff should. like that. You know what I'm saying? As so, you yeah. so I know we've been shining on you a lot, and we're definitely <laughs> we're not, not trying to. This is fine. <laughs> hey yo, we're not definitely trying to like like gas you up. This is like no, genuine. Oh, hundred percent. We're trying to blow this place up. Keep gassing them, <laughs> Josh. No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Back to what I was saying. I very much related to when you said uh, you're an extroverted introvert, because mm-hmm. people don't believe me when I say no, that. I, I said I'm a straight introvert. No, yeah, he, he's I straight learned, introvert. I learned how to be more outgoing. You know what I'm saying? It's so, a social battery where so that, that is after really the a while. I've embraced it, but that's that's a, but you that's really but you learn how to put the the way I define myself is like I can be extroverted in certain spaces, but I'm I'm at heart an introvert. I'm extroverted Ooh. when I need to be. Right. Okay. So what I wanted to ask is when you get on stage, coming from a person who is at their core an introvert, what gets you into that space to be able to present what you have and put so much passion into um, what you present to other people? The simple, the simplest um, way that I can answer that is I just love storytelling, mm. and I'm I'm willing to I'm willing to dedicate myself, my body to tell the story as accurately as I see it in my mind. Mm. Outside of maybe certain physical boundaries that I set for myself as far as certain things that I wouldn't do, um, you know what I'm saying? Leave it for for other people that are more comfortable with that to do that. But outside of that, for me, when I I approach, like if we're talking about theater, Mm -hmm. for example, when I approach a character... And when we're doing the study, the studying of the character leading up to it and the rehearsals and everything like that, and we're finding the, the, the details about this character, we're doing the psychological breakdown of this character, the philosoph- what is the philosophical message of this whole show, all those things, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, and, and packing, them, packing them in my mind and stuff like that. When it comes time to go on stage, I have a vision for what my character looks like in my mind. And so when I go on stage... I want to show you what that is. So for me, I look at it like I'm I'm giving you an impression of how I see this this character. So if it's if it's like I get the detail, like the last one that I just did, um, a character named Bobby, um, like I mentioned, you know what I'm saying, sick, you know what I'm saying, has AIDS, drug addict, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, in and out of jail, you know what I'm saying. It takes took take, uh, took place in Atlanta in the '90s. So I practiced the accent, you know what I'm saying? I was listening to Mad Outcast the whole time we was doing that show. Love you know Outcast. Mad Outcast, you know what I'm saying? Um, 
Love it. Love it. But yeah, so so those things, like you know what I'm saying? Fine tuning and because I want to give the most accurate Depiction. Depiction of what I see in my mm-hmm. mind. So you know in your saying? mind, you're delivering a finely wrapped, finely tuned service to people in terms of like what you deliver. It's an it's it's. I'm telling the story through my through my body. Yes. Okay. That's how I look at it. That's the most simplest way, and I and I I keep it simple, mm-hmm. um, just because like there are a lot of processes out there that I find kind of toxic. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like, um, talk about that. I think, I think it's that. not, it's not, I think it's counterintuitive to do something that's going to end up hurting you after the fact. Mm. I felt that. And so, for me, for me, the thing, the number one thing that I always protect when I'm doing, when I'm, especially when it comes to theater, is my mind. I don't look at it like I have to get so lost in this character that I ever become the character. First of all, when you sh- first of all, if you got kids, you had to get a babysitter to come see the show. You had to get in your car or get a get an Uber or something like that. Yep. Come to a theater. Yep. Right. Come to a theater. Yep. Find parking. Get your you know what I'm saying pay at the door or get your tickets at the door. They give you a pamphlet with my real name. And like my my face in real life on it that says Rudy Cabrera and the character that I'm playing, mm-hmm. right? There's no, I don't need to I don't need to fool you here. Mm-hmm. I don't need I don't need to I don't need to try to get you to believe that I am Bobby. Like that's it's 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 dumb to me. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's not it's not necessarily about trying to become the character, or trying to convince you that I am this character. But it's it's as simple as if I say. Bobby went through ABC and I just changed the pronouns and say I went through ABC and I'm doing an impression of Bobby. And the reason why I keep it that way is because as soon as that last line is said and that last light goes down and it comes show. back up. No, no, no. On, on every performance. Every At the end of every performance. performance. That character dies. It ain't even, it ain't even on the last show because I got to go home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm saying I ain't living in that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> from from Yo. let's say let's say it's a let's say it's a two hour show starts at seven thirty. Mm-hmm. From seven thirty p.m. to nine thirty p.m. When that nine thirty p.m. hits, and that last line is said, that last you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, light goes down into the blackout, and then it comes back up. As soon as you hear the first. You're good. You're Rudy. I'm me again. You're Rudy. I'm me. I never stopped being me, but I that is is completely out of my mind. So what I hear I don't you saying? Any of that with me? What I hear you saying is you were you if you were them. It don't. It don't. Need, yeah, I'm telling you. I'm telling in terms you, of like like it don't even got to be that complex. Oh, I'm just literally doing an impression. Yes, oh. I'm just literally doing that was an impression. A deep question. I'm what not what lie. what what separates it is how much are you willing to commit? Mm. Mm. And and the the number one thing that it takes to do any type of acting is courage. You gotta you gotta have courage. You gotta have discipline. You gotta have focus. You gotta have commitment. Then you can have talent. If you got talent, it's a bonus. But if you got those four things, that's what my mentor always says. Ta- talent is a bonus. Who's your mentor? Ricardo Pitzwiley, Mix oh, Magic Theater. Shout out Shout to Shout out to the OG. Ricardo Pitzwiley, the OG, the oh, man that saved man. saved my life. I asked that question Yo, for a couple God of reasons. That, because when I, yeah, I a a, you wanna talk yeah. about legend? No, he's a legend. You're a legend too. Yeah, baby legend. Yeah, 
But he's the he's absolutely, a ranch. absolutely. If you're a goat, that nigga's a, a ranch, absolutely. bro. Absolutely, real talk. Part of what <laughs> I, I've, he's I've, like the Jeffrey Osborne of things. <laughs> no, you don't you don't gotta continue on. Just the fact that he did it, just because he did it, yo, just for, and they look, they're both. He, I'm dying because he did a little, bah. <laughs> 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 oh, like why? For me, um, I appreciate the the perspective on that because when I get on stage and I do poetry, I'm I'm presenting a vulnerable part of me because writing has become my outlet when I was dealing with any difficult situations. Right, right. And it just so happened to be that I was introduced to poetry and that's how it, it comes out when I decide to write. And one of those things is like in being, in learning, I go on stage and I am, how do I explain this? I am bringing parts of myself that everybody doesn't see at any given moment. Yeah. And I'm bringing a cer- certain level of courage to that position and expressing it exactly how it came out of me when I decided to write whatever I decided to write. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm like, either you're going to like it, you're going to love it. Mm-hmm. But here shit. it is. Mm-hmm. I was just wondering what your, your process is. Cause to me, it's like, I, you know what you wrote? You know how you wrote it? Either yeah. they're going to relate to it or they're not going to relate to it. And I just kind of Well, perform. it is slightly different with poetry yeah. because a lot of poems that I write, it's, it's my story. Yeah. Mm. Right? It, it's, it, now, it, now it is my story directly. But even like a poem like um, like the one that I ended with, for example, in, in the battle, yep. which, is prob- which is probably like my most, the, the poem that I had to do the most internal digging. Mm. Because it was it mm. was the scariest subject that I ever wrote about, because of what how far my temper almost went. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and and the realities of that. I have, I have a poem where I talk about why I almost I almost raised my I almost raised my hand to my own mother. Yep, mm. because I, I had such such a bad temper, um, and I used to look at her almost like an enemy because I wanted to jump off the porch, and obviously she doesn't want that for me, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> As mm. any loving mother would, you know what I'm saying? Like okay. I, I got a I got a goat level mom. Like for real, for real, Shout and out I to didn't mom. appreciate that when I was I didn't appreciate it when I was younger, but I love it to death now. Mm-hmm. But um, the 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 poem, and it came out of that moment because I saw that moment in my head, like as far as the stage performance of it, and it was like, I had that that image. I almost punched my mother once. That was the line that I had in my head, and I said, "How mm-hmm. do I get to that moment?" Because that's a powerful moment. And I had started the first half, and then the second half after that line, I made it about being a poet. And then my boy Christopher Johnson, who's who's like Shout my he's my poetry mentor, yeah. yep. the same way kind of Ricardo is for my theater. He mm-hmm. taught me the value of a lot of things. He read it, and you know I love Christopher because he's so blunt. He don't give Super a fuck. Blunt, he don't give know? a fuck. He was like, <laughs> Yeah, that's a cop out. <laughs> he's like, Yeah, you, you, you copped out. You took the easy road or whatever. You talked about being a poet, and I was like, You're right. And so then I sat down. I had this first half up until that part. And then I had to sit down and really figure out what that moment could have been mm. and what it means that I didn't do that. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. I love that. Um, you know what I'm saying? So, like, what I do during the day is I'm a behavior specialist. I mm. consider myself a professional people watcher. Um, and what I, sometimes <laughs> I write poems from other people's perspectives, yeah. from what I see. 
sometimes what like people share with me obviously without sharing any intimate details and i try to embody like the when i write i try to embody the emotion in terms of like what they convey so it's kind of related to the acting it's yeah exactly mm-hmm. personification of like their experience and expressing it in a way that other people can hear it and feel it but still not take on the burden of it mm-hmm. just in terms of like understanding it yeah and what I do when I interact with people is I, I, I'm, I've learned to bring my authentic self just like I do when I get on stage and I interact. But for the longest time as an introvert, I would shy away from social situations. I would not really like interact with people and talk to people. And you wouldn't believe it mm-hmm. because when I walk into a social situation, I'm usually like talking, I'm up, I'm bullying. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's a skill. Yeah. It's a skill so, you got to develop. I do have you know a question mean? for you. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. Before you ask a question. I want this is the last question that will be asked to Rudy because I want us to get through at least two. Can one man, of them be my question? The topic, no. man. This no, 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 no. Hey, can one of them be my question? It all depends on how fast we can be with this. So, ask your question. Can we not worry about topic and just enjoy the conversation? I'm enjoying. I love the conversation. Hey, let's not worry about we, anything else. Listen, we did check in for five minutes and we've been talking to Rudy for an hour and a half. <laughs> and I'm not complaining. I am not. Complaining Our audience either. are not complaining. You don't about know that, nigga, because they haven't. No, heard they're that. not. No, they're not complaining. You they're not. Either. I do know that. I know. I talk to our audience often. I just met the guy, and I'm already intrigued. Ask your question. Shout out the to my audience. cousins. Yo. Yo, los primos, las tías y los tíos, like yo, tú sabes que lo que primo. You missed the whole joke. We already went over it. Yo, ask your question. Hey yo, and I want us to be able to tackle at least one of the topics, at least one. This got to be a hell of a topic to ruin like your spotlight. Honestly, like you are a humble man. Thank you. He's in red form. Yo, like on now, this first no, you know that disease one. I'm a rare form. That's what that's what good energy does, though. That's what good energy does, uh, though. You know what I'm Bro, you, you're so deserving. I, I'm, I I'm truly am inspired, though. I am truly inspired. But you, going bro. back to your method of acting, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Our, our actors, uh, actually, it's a two-part question. It's like, one, who are the actors that, uh, like, inspire you or you influence from? Question. And then the second question is, people like... Um, Leo DiCaprio, um, Heath Ledger, rest in peace, Jim Carrey. Uh, are you, do you avoid that extreme way of like adapting the character for the way method how, acting. method acting for the way how they have like, you know, like turned out? Because unfortunately, we lost a good one, and then Leo had to take a while for him to even say the word nigga <laughs> in the in the movie uh, uh, Django. And uh, Jim Carrey had to do crazy ass training in order for him to do the the Grinch movie. So I'm wondering yeah. if it's because of the 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 extremeness of that method is the reason why you'd like. So what's your first um, question? Who are the people that influence them? Actors that influence you, that influence you. The people, the people. A lot of times, it's the people that I that I've worked with because I get to see their greatness. You know what I'm saying? Right in front of my face. Obviously, the first person is definitely Ricardo Pitts Wiley. Mm. I oh, mean, man. like, I, I got to actually be in a show and play his son when we did the production Fences. And that was like, man. What I, year was that? 2015? This 2016? was right before we did um, Jesus Hop the A Train. So it was 2014. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck. And I missed it, too. Yeah. You smoked it in. I, you smoked Jesus it in Hop both. the A Train. Thank you. No, you smoked it in both because. 
when we went to the Mixed Magic Theater when y'all were still at the Met in Pawtucket, mm-hmm. they were like, yo, this kid Rudy. Yeah. Rudy Cabrera. Honestly, those those two shows were the ones that 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 did it that did it for me as far as like really establishing who the, my yeah, name. Like you I'm know how here. they say you mm-hmm. know how they say success is when preparation meets yeah. opportunity. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Was, that was that moment I can't for tell me because we had where, yeah. we went to the show. Those were had, the two shows where my name started spreading in other in other yes, circles. Correct, and then that was also the show where the audience get, got to pick the brains of the cast and ask questions after. Mm-hmm. We had the Q and A after that, mm-hmm. and. Bro, you was in a you were standing in a fucking square like in yeah. a rectangle with yellow tape yeah. the whole fucking play <laughs> like it was a prison because yeah. he was in prison. <laughs> I see. I understand. I see. I'm 24. He's 24. I'm watching a 24 year old act in this one little confined <laughs> rectangular space that yeah. represents a prison cell mm-hmm. for 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. 90. Talking to a guard, talking to other inmates, whatever. You know what I mean? All over something that's super relatable if you grew up in the 90s and even now. like You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Getting into some shit, you got something on you, you shoot a nigga, you hit him in the ass, they lock you up for 10 years. Actually, the reason, the the, the thing was, his um, the storyline to that was my character shot a, a cult leader in the ass because he was trying to save his best friend from the cult. Mm. And that's where the the term the the title of the show um, Jesus Hop the Atrium because it talked a lot about religion and relationship to God and stuff like that. See that? Um, and you see how he remembers everything with show. his creative. It was a very powerful show. Creative ass. <laughs> I, I ain't gonna remember all that. All I know is I saw a light skinned brother wearing a, a makeshift jumpsuit <laughs> and some yellow caution tape that was all decorative. It was all decorative. That was for- the first time I let my hair grow for a show too. The bro. I let I let it just completely go and wow. like I learned wow. and to be honest and that that alone that alone was a process in itself to let go of vanity that was a challenge to let go of personal vanity man to just let wow. my head just no line so up no nothing yeah. no but but there is there are times where you can't really avoid method aspects okay depending on you know what I'm saying what it calls for because like let's say let's say you play um let's say you do an action movie or something like that mm-hmm. and you have to play someone that knows martial arts you gotta go learn martial arts <laughs> you're gonna have to learn martial you arts there's, a, there's so there's oh, sometimes there's gonna always be a method like thing depending on what, what my it point is. was all out 24 you did that <laughs> thank you but like but like i'm not like 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 going going back to that right so yeah. like so like there's an aspect of it that's healthy yep right in the sense of he him where he's saying the, the the that little space i would practice walking to the corners and stopping so that i could I could download in my mind. This is the only it's space a cell. It's a that cell. this it's is a the cell. only yep. space that I because I have to see. I have to make it that because there was no there yep. was no like walls boxing me in or anything no. like that. It's it just literally the just stage. the tape. That's the only thing that lets you know that I'm in the cell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So I had to put that in my mind of like, and I would have to practice or whatever, like like almost like I'm trying to run out of it and get caught up and stop myself, right? Even a little doing, like, yeah, all of that, all of that. Learning how to sit in the corner of it or whatever Ooh. and stuff like that. All of that. What does that Bro. look like? You know what I'm saying? It, so like, was, if, if the corner brilliant. if the corner meets like this, and I'm sitting in it like this, then my shoulders have to hunch forward because it's you understand what I'm saying? Yes, all yes, of that. Yes. You think of and all no, of those no things. Props. Yeah, no him. problem. Yeah. But so, but so, so there's always going to be method things. Now, the extreme would be if I go get lo- if I go get locked up. Yeah. 
or or like hit somebody up, like Scare try to go to a jail or some shit like that, yeah, and just yeah. be like, "Can I sit in a cell or whatever yeah, for a certain much. amount of time?" I don't, I don't, I don't believe that that's really necessary in my opinion. Okay, because my meth, my my method is more information based mm. versus me having to go through this process of getting out of my own body. Because I don't, I don't have a problem with getting out of the way to tell the story. I don't have a problem with putting who I am on the back burner to tell the story, whether it's serious, whether it's silly, whether it's emotional, whether it's a triumphant story, whether it's a, lo- it's a losing, I'm on the losing end, whatever it is, I don't have a problem moving out the way mm-hmm. to tell the story. For some people, I feel like some people that do that, I feel like sometimes they have a problem moving out the way. And so when you have a bigger challenge, when you have a bigger challenge, like like Leo trying to get himself to that point. I, I think I seen an interview. Jamie Foxx was talking about yep. it. He said they walked in the next day and Leo was just staring at them or whatever. There's a there's a, a, a how can I say it? what's the word I'm looking for? Like like um, his his conscience is is getting in the way. Is mm. his his, 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 like moral his, person, his morality moral yeah, compass right. absolutely yeah. perfect thank you his morality was getting in the way of him being able to do that mm. whereas yeah. with me if it's if I decide if I decide that I'm gonna do this production yeah, yeah. and I'm gonna take this role or whatever yeah yeah whatever I say is fair game. We know what we're here for. Because it's part of the production. It's part of... It's, it's I, not coming from it's, you. It's, I know, it's, exactly. it's not personal. It's not yeah. personal. We know it's what we business. signed up for. I'll check in with people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Times that I've had to be aggressive or whatever, especially to women and stuff like that. Or even... Absolutely. Or not even not even necessarily oh, aggressive. Shit. Not even necessarily aggressive. Sometimes sensual and having to be... Having to kiss a, a, a woman and stuff like that. You want to check in and make sure that they're comfortable and stuff like that. Well, we got to look like we're a couple. Like when I did Motherfucker with the Hat. We, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that was a, it was a play called Motherfucker with the Hat. Great fucking play. It was a toxic... It was centered around like a toxic relationship. But in the beginning, we're all lovey-dovey and all on each other and shit like that. And we, me and the girl, Jackie, we had to get comfortable with each other. That's a process where we constantly have to check in yes, and stuff is. like that. Yes, it is. Right? So it's always about 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 checking in and, and, and making sure. But outside of that, it's yeah. like we know what we signed up for. As long as we take care of each other, mm-hmm. I'll say whatever the fuck I got to say. The line for me mm-hmm. is physical commitment that cannot be faked. Mm. I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example, right? I starred in a horror film called Deep Red. I didn't. Ha- I didn't have to actually kill anybody. No, nobody was killed in that process. Mm-hmm. So I have no problem committing all the way to that. Mm-hmm. But now, when you ask me to take my physical lips and put it on another human being, you need. A, you know what I'm saying? There has to be conversation. There has to be comfort there. And depending on who the human being is, I'm not doing it. I'm sorry. There's somebody else that's more comfortable with doing that. Let them do it. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So so for me, it's because I can I can say something and compartmentalize it and 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 let it be the character. Okay. But I'm very connected to my body. I feel you. I can't I can't erase something that I feel. Well the body I gotta, remembers. I got a I got a I got a I got a scar on my left knee from when I fell down and had to get stitches when I was like eight years old. I still I'm thirty three years old. I still remember what my skin splitting open felt like. Mm-hmm. I still I still I know too. I still know what the wind feels like. 
getting into the cut. I know what it felt like when my mom put put alcohol, rubbing alcohol on that motherfucker, and then peroxide. And then when we when we had when I had to go get stitches in that motherfucker, when they numbed it up and stitched me up, and I'm watching it happen. And then when the when the when the when the numbness wears off, and I I I feel these stitches in my skin. I feel them pulling my skin, holding my skin together, and it's slowly healing. I still remember what that felt like, and that shit happened at like eight years old. 25 years ago. And so I don't forget. I don't forget. I don't, I'm very connected. Some people, they're very, they're very. They don't know how their body feels. Well, no, not even that they don't know. It's just some people, it's, people have they're comfort in that. different areas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People have comfort in different areas. And that's, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Some people, some people are n- naked enthusiasts. Oh yeah. Their liberate, their liberation is to get naked. That's their liberation. But that's that their thing. You. That ain't me. That ain't me. Shout out to Channing. You know what I'm saying? That ain't me. Word. You know what I'm saying? So, so it's it's to each his own, and 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 you know, not every role is for every person. Not everything Facts. is for every person. I got Facts. my thing. You got your thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna do the roles that make sense for me. You you take you take these roles that make sense for you, and everybody and everybody does their thing. But the body is is sacred to me. So that is that is the one line. This I've, guy right here. I don't got game. Thirty minutes later, the body is sacred to this guy, me. Man. This guy. This guy. It is a temple. This guy. I he's, my he's, body. he's he's minimizing my real talk to game. Yeah. 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 He's yeah. minimizing my life lessons. Yeah. So like this guy's got game. I'm talking some real shit. I'm saying game. some real meditative <laughs> shit. He's like it's game. No, the fuck it ain't. No, you said that's what you said though. That's what you said though. Oh, this nigga got game. No, oh, my God. I have self awareness. That's what that is. You know what I'm saying? I'm healthy. That's what right. that is. Right. When it speaks to me, I listen. Yo. <laughs> well, look. Self aware. Yo, my brother. Yo. My God, I'm my so God, right. my God. So you you've you answered effectively both questions and more. Yes, he did. Um, first of all, you ain't never on the ropes. Shout out to your your offense and your defense. Yes, sir. We're gonna move into the topic of choice, and then we're gonna move into my question. Well, we're actually gonna do your question. And we'll get oh, word it. facts. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> special episode. Oh, so, oh bro. So, so congratulations, you, my guy. Yes. Thank you. Bro. Thank so. Yeah. Fuck them top. I need. I need. <laughs> That's what I said. I said that. <laughs> I said. That's a question, and then we get that. All right, all right. So let's do it. Let's do it. So, 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 for me, honest, it's getting a little colder. Uh-huh. Mm. Human beings have tendencies such as you know seasonal depression, as well as the Josh. desire to be near a warm body, aka cuffing season is upon us. It is. Okay. I would love to know, as a female, what is cuffing season like for men? Oh, I thought this was going to be a specific question for me. My bad. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm myself like, yeah, it's all about yeah. me. It's all about me. All about me. First of all, first of all, Rudy. Damn, on his white pants. Hold on, hold on. On his white pants. It's, it's white It's white liquor, so we good. Rudy, it is about you because you. I need you to answer this as well. Uh-huh. So I mean, I, I, this is what I'll say. I'll be honest. I don't. I don't like to answer on behalf of. No, just answer upon representing yourself. Representing men or yes. anything like that. But I, I see three but. different men sitting across from me, and as a female, I never get the male perspective on cuffing season. Outside of personally, like, personally, well, hmm. personally, um, I don't. 
I don't let I, I'm I'm single by choice. Let me mm-hmm. say that first and foremost. Because he's a pimp. Shit. Uh, not a pimp, a flirt. My bad. Our, yeah, our I'm a flirt. I oh wait, I can't sing that song anymore. So whenever but, um, you see him walk up in the pod, he's a flirt. We can't sing he that song anymore. Anyone up on does, he's a flirt. First of all, we can. Bow Wow did a version of that, so we can be acknowledging that version. Okay, fine. <laughs> but um, um, <laughs> cuffing season, cuffing season. I don't, I don't make it like a a new specific mental shift or anything like that like it's just if if there's somebody at the, at the moment or whatever that that we're on the same page and we rocking then we're gonna have some fun if not then it's just not that you okay. know what i mean it might happen in the summertime might happen in the spring might happen in the fall might happen in the winter you know you know what i'm saying <laughs> you know you know what i mean because because like for me for me it takes it takes it takes a lot of Understanding for me to get on the same page with, with a shorty because, because of there's who you are because and what you do. well because there's a there's a there's a checklist mm-hmm. right because we might we might have we might Grocery have a, a connection we might have a connection mm. but are we on the same page as far as what we're looking for mm. because because I'm single like I said by choice but I respect I respect everybody's path. I'm not. He- I'm not here to take you off your path. If your th- if your whole thing is like, you know, what I'm saying, I'm I'm really trying to stay focused on trying to find my man. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to take you off your focus. Because you know I don't what I'm want saying. That. Yeah, because that's not that's not the time that I'm on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Respectfully, and well, it's not and it's not like a disrespectful thing, or whatever either. Because for me, I also have to be connected. Because I. I love people, but I don't naturally like people. <laughs> Yo, Man, I feel that. And if y'all got to edit this, a pussy ain't going to change that. We ain't editing shit. Yeah, we talk, right, we cool. talk three things on this podcast. Real shit, fuck shit, and current events. A pussy ain't going to change that. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna all of a sudden act like 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 a different. Pr- I'm not gonna pretend to like you or whatever just because you got just because you got wet skin in between your legs. Mm. Felt that. You understand what I'm saying? It has to be a connection prior to that, and I gotta know that that this it still gotta be something. Even at its most lustful, it still gotta be something that. Is gonna be beneficial to the both of us. This mm. brother is deep. You know what I mean? Because I carry drowning. everything with the mentality of a gentleman, first and foremost. Gotcha. Jeffrey, get me my fucking floaty, nigga. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a gentleman. I'm a gentleman. I'm a, ge- I'm a gentleman in that sense. You feel what I'm saying? Mm. So, um, I, yeah. So, so it has to be a conversation had, mm-hmm. right? So sometimes I've had moments. I've had times that where where. I got a great connection with a girl, whatever. We go out one time, you know what I'm saying? And you, you know what I'm saying? You do the makeout, the first makeout session, you know what I'm saying? It's like somewhere innocent, but you know, getting a little, little touchy feely and whatever. <laughs> then you have the second makeout session, the follow up. Now it's getting a little bit more heavy, you know what I'm saying? And then it's like, all right, if, if another one happens, we definitely gonna end up fucking. But let me be responsible and, and slow down, pump the brakes a little bit, make sure that we have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Because if. Two makeout sessions is fine, but you can't unfuck somebody. Mm. You cannot unfuck somebody, and 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 I know you all heard that. One thing, one thing I don't, one thing I don't, one thing I do. Biggest thing to check my ego is to check my entitlement, Mm. because attraction does not make you entitled to anybody's body. Mm. 
That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? And that's something that Shout out Bell Hook. And that's something that I have to remind myself of cuz I'm still a flawed man. Same. I can get caught I, I, this, the testosterone is not easy to control. No, it's not. Shout testosterone out is not easy to control. Recipes, bell hooks. Sexual Recipes, or angry Google. testosterone mm-hmm. is not easy to yes. control. Yes. Correct. You know what I'm saying? And so like that's why I always pump I always pump the brakes and be like let's have a conversation. No, 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 don't touch me right now. Yeah, real, real, real quick. Let's sit down. Let's have a convo. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And if we're, and there's been times, listen, there's been times where, you know what I'm saying, we're on the same page, and she's like, listen, Rudy, I'm kind of in that same space. I'm not really looking for anything too serious, but I respect you, and I know that I could be comfortable with you. And so, bet, let's rock. You know what I'm saying? And then you go mm-hmm. off the top rope. And like then it's also, <laughs> it's also the opposite that has happened as well. There's been times where it's like, that's, that's not enough for me, and I got to respect that. It's hard. In more ways than one, it's hard, <laughs> but I gotta respect it. And 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 listen, this three that that's happened with, were, oh, they were so fine, so fine. I just I just wish that we was on the same page, cause oh, it would have been great. But you gotta respect it. You gotta respect it. Cause Word. cause before 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 I can look at at, at a woman. In, in a sexual manner, I have to recognize her humanity first. Absolutely. First and foremost. Yep. And if she don't want to fuck me, then I don't want to fuck her. <laughs> I love that part. If mm. she don't want to fuck me, then I don't want to fuck her. Away. I'm not into I'm not into trying to, it, you know what I'm saying? Away. It's supposed to be. Yeah. It go away. I'm about to be mm. sitting here trying to trying to do the extra mile, whatever, to try to convince somebody. Word. No. That means you don't you you don't you don't want what I have to offer, and that's fine. Right. Word. You're you know not DJ Academia. You don't have to worry Academics. about that. Yeah, no, no, no. It doesn't matter what his name you is. Said, it sure doesn't. You're right. <laughs> DJ Dickhead. Um, so, <laughs> next. You ain't him. Josh, next you person. Than that. Well, I love I, that. I appreciate that. That was a good perspective. No, I very it much appreciate really that. Is. So, Ask the question one more time. So it's about answering. So, um, cuffing season. We're in, in the cuffing season, and I want to know what it's like for men because I can. I will give you guys after we're done. I will give you guys the perspective as a female and give some feedback on the perceptions that you gave as a female. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I I don't get a chance to hear this from um, the male perspective. Right. So, Josh, what is cuffing season for me? I don't know. It's just me, myself, and I most of the time. Like, this is like... You, yourself, and I? Yeah. Left or right. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Are you ambidextrous? Like, I mean, what, like, is that what you're it, saying? It, it doesn't matter. It, it's <laughs> like, <laughs> like, honestly, it's like, for me, it's like, I never Something's really... going to get spanked. Okay, let him finish. Regardless of Let the him game. finish. You get a chance after you're he's right, done. Right, right, right. Yeah. I'm, Go ahead. Like, for me, it's like, I never really care about cuffing season. Honestly, I never did. Even when I had girlfriends in the past, it just never was a thing. So let me explain to you what cuffing season is. No, you could, but I'm telling you, like... He I'm, doesn't care about it. it okay, it okay. Never, I respect it, that. It never really, like, oh, man, I, I gotta get, like, it's September, send out the application. <laughs> now send out the applications. <laughs> November, you know what I'm saying, like... Final picks and all. Not it's like it never really. Not a drive. You know, it, can I can I piggyback on that for a second? Really here's the thing: as a man, like like you can you can shoot as many shots as you want, but if if nobody if you throw out a line and nobody's biting, then nobody's biting. It is what it is. And what are you gonna do? Not not 
continue working and play, you know what I'm saying, taking care do? of your responsibilities. Play, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, that's, that's just really, I, I that's absolutely just really feel that. Be. I feel that. That's I really definitely feel that. Like, you know what I'm saying? It'd be like, Where? like, I'll be, I'm gonna be kind of real right now. I don't be full real because you know they should listen to this podcast now. But um, <laughs> don't you not? Hey yo, <laughs> yo, hey, yo. <laughs> don't break the fourth wall. Nigga. Don't break you the fourth. Be, you can be yourself. Just say what you want to say. You don't got to give a disclaimer. Y'all are still All right, just dating. Yeah. All right, bet. Back. She's not Lady J Casanova yet. Not okay. just yet. Not not just yet. Lady but Casanova. The, the thing is, like, it it's it like you said it earlier. It doesn't matter of like the season. It, it could be at any time of the season. But f- for some reason, weird reason, during like the the warm weather is really more of my cuffing season mm-hmm. than like towards like the winter and in the fall. You want to okay. cuff in the summertime? It, but I'm seeing cuffing because that's where it's like more, like more activity happens. So you want to do something with someone else more in the summer than you want to do something with someone else in the cold. It's a yes and no because like okay, I'm seeing yes because it's like that's the season that it's mostly at its peak. During mm-hmm. the winter, it's like everybody's in hibernation. Like the ones I usually fuck with or or whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's like. Winter time, it's like me. I'm in my bed. I'm closed up. I watch my anime. I watch my movie. I show up on Friday, do what I gotta do, and that's it. You know what I'm saying? I'm mostly like routine during like the cold, but during the warmness, it's like yeah, whatever. I'll fly out to here, there, wherever, and just have my good time. You know what I'm saying? So that's to me is what cuffy season is about. It's like I don't have a particular time frame. It's mostly like the moment when it happens. So. Mm-hmm. Word for me. Thank man, you. Thank you. Thank you both, gentlemen. Um, for me, it's simple, bro. Like, ever since I started doing stand-up, none of these seasons and all of this made-up shit that people are trying to, like, force upon us, No Shave November and, like, Sober, sober October, suck my dick. We're not doing any of this shit. I'm not doing any of this shit, man. No bus November. No, yeah, like, no Shave November and no bus, so I can't have sex and I ha- can't have facial hair. Kiss my ass. Anyway, I'm not doing none of this shit, man. Like, I'm very... Shout out to your beard. Shout out to my beard. It it was way thicker during COVID before motherfuckers can go to the barber shop. But anyway, that's beside the point. Where I'm at right now in my life at 33 years old and, and six months, I don't give a fuck about any of the, like, internet qualifications for, like, how people should move when it comes to relationships. I've courted so many women. I've slept with so many women. And like, none of, it doesn't even make sense to try to like talk about, oh, it's cuffing season, you need somebody for like those four months. That shit is, it's so mm-hmm. dumb to me. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like it doesn't even make sense. And like to Rudy's point, it dehumanizes the women because it has men in droves thinking about women as property for that 90 to 120 days. Mm-hmm. And who the fuck are we to treat you like that? It doesn't make any sense. So for me, I spend a lot of my time because I do stand up and I've over, I've tricked myself and told myself a lot of times there's not a lot of women out there in the world that can deal with the fact that when I am fully locked in on the stand up to the level where go Rudy is doing his plays and his and his spoken word that is gonna deal with me not being home all the time. Mm-hmm. 
because I'm in Philly, yeah. I'm in it's New hard York, I'm in Maine, I'm in Vermont, I'm in wherever. And it's coming. Like it was mm-hmm. I was right there before COVID. COVID happened, blew everything up. Mm. I had to claw my way back in and I'm back to being right there. Yeah. So like in a few months, come my birthday next year, May, dog, I'm not gonna be around like that anymore. Not even to do this. And I love this podcast. I created this podcast. Y'all know this. I'm going to be on the road more, and I'm going to be performing three, four times a week, sometimes doing two shows a day. So what I hear you saying is we just move the day. No, we don't move the day. We don't move the, <laughs> right? we don't move the day, and we don't move the season. Cuffing season is stupid. It's not a thing. It's not real. Is that is that something that comes with 30s? What? Like, like being in your thir- the, like the mentality that we both have right now, talking about like it's fucking dumb. I think it's because, maturity, bro. I really yeah. think it is age because I feel like I feel like when you hit your thirties, your don't give a fuck meter shoots up. Um, so much higher. I agree with that a million percent because you know what I mean. What the fuck is a cuffing season? Yeah. In college, when you're on campus, and I had this experience at Rhode Island College. Shout out to Rick. Shout out to the Anchorman. Like, yeah, I had a couple of shorties that I can cuddle up with during cuffing season. None of them were my girlfriend. Mm -hmm. But I felt bad that I was having these intimate experiences with two to three to four different women year after year. Because, again, I'm giving a piece of myself to all of these women. They all feel like they're just as close as me, uh, just as close to me as the next person without even realizing they exist. Mm -hmm. And then when they find out that they're not the only one, they're heartbroken. Yeah. And now I'm the asshole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm the villain yeah. in all of their stories. And so I have 40 to 50 women out there that fucking hate my guts mm. forever for decisions I made when I was a younger man under 25. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so when I hear this whole, oh, it's cuffing season, it's corny as fuck to me because it's something that was created by children who haven't fully come into their maturity, who haven't fully understood the humanity, who don't really understand what empathy is. Like, when you lay with a woman, Mm. even if it's just one time. My mom told me when I was uh, 16 years old, 11th grade, after my high school, when you lay with a woman for the first time, when you have sex with a woman, it's forever. Mm -hmm. So don't play around with it. Mm -hmm. Do not play around with it. Mm -hmm. Did I listen? I listened for that year. For the rest of my life, nah. I was just like you. I can handle the wole. We good. We can have sex and just that. I don't want nothing else. My goofy ass. Okay. Fuck around and go off the top ropes. Hit it with the five star frog splash. Rob, man, damn. Go off the top. Sometimes, like, sometimes you gotta make that decision on somebody else's behalf. Like, shorty, you're not ready for it. Bro, no, nope. and I, you can't and I have. This. I've, I've made that decision there. so many times on their behalf mm-hmm. and figured out, yo, that was the right way. Yeah. And I wish you would have known that four or five years prior because there would have been way less stress and way less drama on right. your brain had you knew that. Right you know what I'm saying? But, like, the physical impulses, like you said, the discipline to be like, nah, I can't do it. Yeah. When you're in the moment and it's just you and her, and you're already in a space where you could do it and no one else is around and mm-hmm. there's a warm and comfortable bed right there, mm-hmm. you're going to lose nine times out of ten. But that fucking one percent, that ten percent, that one out of ten chance that you don't do it, I got to give every man who's a, able to do that 
their utmost respect. You get your flowers, my brother, because I know that was the hardest thing that you've had to do in like five months. Yeah. It's a hard fucking thing to do. Mm-hmm. So when Brie asked this question, <clears throat> when it comes to conversation, it's just, it's corny. It's internet shit. Mm-hmm. It's Instagram shit. It's Twitter shit. It's Facebook shit. And I know Gen Z likes to play around with all of these very real human things. Mm. They do. <laughs> but this is part of the reason why our humanity, this is part of the reason why embracing your humanity and understanding what it means to be a human is so fucking difficult because they play too much. The internet is the wild, wild west. There are no rules. These niggas play with everything. Nothing is sacred. You posted a video today of a fireman and a regular dude fighting. Yeah, that and video. Then the, and then the wife or the girlfriend of the guy that was getting choked up by the fireman gave the shooting warning. Shooting the fireman. Shooting the fireman. Because he would he refuse. The fireman thought, if I let this guy go, he's going to kill me because he's bigger and stronger and I got him in a headlock. And the girlfriend, like, if, he, if I don't shoot this guy, he's going to kill my boyfriend. And she shot him. And you know the aftermath, right? What was the aftermath? Break it down. She got out of jail because they said that she did it out of self-defense. Well. She's one of the lucky ones that actually going to walk out without. If you want to call that lucky, my brother, that's on you. But we've seen, we've seen people of color shoot people. Yeah. Who are non-people of color. Yeah. And not have that same. So, yeah, I guess. And that. And that, and she's that a respect, lucky one. Absolutely. absolutely, she's a lucky one. You know what I'm saying? That just came out. That happened. Uh, that uh, news came out later today. That word, she walked word, out. That happened early in the week. Yep. Meanwhile, niggas like George Zimmerman are still out here. Free God as fuck, damn. Free as fuck to order a turkey sandwich whenever he wants, and just he could just he could just enjoy mm. a subway turkey and cheese. No fucking problems. But anyway, I'm I'm, dig- I'm digressing. The reason why I think that that question is valid, Brie, but also dumb, not because you brought it up, is because the internet is such it's such a it's such a visceral and toxic place. People really don't understand what it means to say, "Yo, it's cover season, mm-hmm. and we've been talking for nine months." Are we gonna do this for real, or are you gonna continue to do? Are we gonna continue to do what we've been doing? Because if so, I need to move on and like pursue other things, because we've invested nine months, and I respect my time, and I care about you, and I fucking love you, and if we're not gonna do this shit for real, I gotta move on. You know what I'm saying? Gen Z is not ready for that. And there's a lot of younger motherfuckers on a millennial scale, 28, 29, 30. Age doesn't equal maturity. I understand mm. that. I understand that. I understand. Bree, no one understands that. Uh, no one understands that more than me. My brother's 32. He's dating a 45-year-old who cut him off because he refused to spend time with her after he picked her up from Logan Airport and dropped himself up at home and allowed her to go back home after she spent a week in Jamaica. And she cut him off because he didn't want to spend the night. She's 45 with four kids. My brother has no kids. He's 32. I get that. You know what I'm saying? I'm re- When it comes to this relationship, you know I'm rapid fire. Pew, 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 pew. I got it. Re- I'm fucking ready. Because I was a player. I was a player from mm-hmm. age 15 to like age 29. Until I had no more energy for this shit. I can't do this no more. Mm-hmm. I can't juggle a franchise. 
I can't juggle a, a starting five. I can't do it. I'm not LeBron no more. <laughs> or maybe I still am LeBron, but I'm suffering because I got four rings. And now I got a bunch of young niggas on my team. None of them know how to play the game the way that I learned how to play it. Mm. Similar to what Rudy was talking about when it comes to the process of being a fucking true, like, spoken word artist. Or, like, really understanding the craft of, like, acting on stage. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can't do it. I don't have the energy for that shit no more, yo. I'm 33. I'm old, my nigga. I want to go... I want to leave this podcast, go exactly where I want to go, and do exactly what I want to do. So if that means go to fucking Troop and, and go to Ladies Night and Lady Rock is fucking it up and do my two-step for an hour and a half solo, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> and I'm going to take my Shout out to ass, Lady Rock. Shout out to yes. Lady Rock. And I'm going to take my old ass to Onyville, New York system, get three no onion. <laughs> or go home, I'm going to fuck them up And I'm going to go to sleep Then I'm going to wake up And I'm going to go to the fucking movie You know what I mean? Like I want to do all of that old nigga shit And not I don't know I'm not going to feel bad about it No one can shame me Because mm. I've earned my due I got my stripes My nigga, I'm good I'm wearing white white jeans after Labor Day I don't give a fuck <laughs> Y'all need to know that I don't give a fuck Josh, amazing hoodie Chance the rapper fitted on You're a fucking goat Bree, don't forget about the tens. You got storm on your New York, shirt. New York. Is that storm? <laughs> Hair's curly. I ain't seen the curls in like a month. You're a goat. <laughs> you came out here with like kind of straightish hair for like a month, and now that's just curly. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. You're a goat. You know what I'm saying? Like, I let my brother Rudy cook. I let you cook. I let I'm cooking right now. Like I don't give a. Uh, this whole, <laughs> this whole, oh, what does it look like to be? I don't give, nigga, what? They don't know what they don't. They just don't. They don't get it. They absolutely don't. They don't get it, man. They don't get it. Like, look at the wrist. So, what is what does cover season look like? Cover season looks like peace. What did Chris Rock say? What did Chris Rock say on the Blackout Tour in 2018, man? He said, yeah, man, I loved my I loved my wife. I love doing stand-up. I love all of this. I love y'all. I love peace more. Mm. So if divorcing my wife and giving her half of my fucking net worth is worth me having peace, I'm good. It's mm. all I need. Mm-hmm. I don't want shit else. You know what I'm saying? I'm tired of the fighting. I'm tired of the bickering. I fucked up because I stepped outside the marriage and did shit I wasn't supposed to do. Why the fuck would I? What? So you know this uh, this whole n- uh, notion of like oh it's cover season, nigga no it's the season of dep- it's seasonal depression season for the people who get seasonally depressed. Not knocking them, but they gotta work through their shit. Mm-hmm. I don't get seasonally depressed. I love my life. I appreciate what I have. I'm super grateful, and I carry my life in a way where I feel like I give grace to everybody who deserves it because everyone who's alive and breathing and is around me deserves it. Period. That's mm-hmm. what it is. So, like, if you don't feel like you deserve that, that's on you. Ain't got nothing to do with Wale. Period. It ain't got nothing to do with me. You, I'm still going to allow you that grace. You're still going to get that motherfucking respect. You're still going to get that dignity, my nigga, because it ain't got nothing to do with me. I lived this long 
so I can pay forward all of the good fucking good deeds and good fortunes that I've received. I had a dose that poured into me the same age as you, same age as you, same age as Josh, and they made sure I didn't fuck up. When Barry got killed, I thought it was over. I wanted to beat up everybody around me. I was too skinny to beat up these niggas. Rest in peace to my nigga Barry. You know what I'm saying? They killed him because of my best friend. Every time I see Bullet, I get reminded of what could have been had he not beat up that nigga who killed his older brother, who was my fucking co-worker at an after-school job that I had at the time. I think about it all the time. All the time. You know what I'm saying? I went to, I went to high school with Brent. Shout out to Brent. Happy happy belated because he just turned 33. Shout out to my uh, Chicago Bull. Oh, there you brother. go. He I just remember, turned 33 like two day, weeks ago. So anyway, go ahead, no, 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 no. I'm going off on a fucking tangent because these questions are always deeper than just like, what is cuffing? It's always deeper for me. You know how I am. I'm super reflective. Well, well you know why I present these questions. Because you're about to say some wild shit. Go ahead and say your wild shit. I'm shutting Let's up. Let's go. Uh, so, as the resident lady, um, yes. and by lady, I want to give you some background. Um, they they want to call me a nigga, but they can't call me a nigga because I'm a lady. Um, so, I'm a lady. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I, I am a behavior specialist. I watch people. Okay. And I understand people's patterns. Yep. And in winter and fall... You have a certain type of interaction. In February, you get a different type of interaction. In the summertime and springtime, you get a different type of interaction. In the spring and summertime, there's a bunch of activities. There's a bunch of things happening. People are always outside. So people, let me speak for myself. In my interactions with men, they try to see where they can get quickly and temporarily. When it comes to the fall, though, my inbox has a different influx of dudes who are looking to find some comfort and some warmth mm-hmm. in somebody. Right, mm-hmm. right, right, right. And while observing this influx of people who, who like, you might have tried during the spring, you might have tried during the winter, and now you're going to try again, see that, seeing if winter will actually work. Right, right, right. I watch people. And a lot of people, a lot more people than we recognize suffer from that seasonal depression that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And they just want a warm body with reassurance to let them know that they're safe. The season might be like a way to like, yeah, it's like a band-aid. It's like a band-aid. With depression. The problem with me is, I, I struggle to say this, but I treat men like men treat women. I have a lot more respect for a man who, like you said, is honest before anything physical actually happens. Mm-hmm. The problem with most of these motherfuckers is they'll play the part mm-hmm. until the legs part, and then it's time for them to act like who they really are. Isn't it called um, love bombing and shit like that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Play and pretend, and I, I'm, I'm too old for that. So I watch people mm. play the game, and I... I I have an abundance of male influence in my life, so I watch them, and I'm like, ah, you think you're slick? Mm. Like you think you think you're playing a game? You think you're playing me? But I actually understand what's happening, and on, yeah. only w- what occurs is only what I allow to occur, because mm-hmm. I see you better than you know that I see. No doubt. But in a lot of it, I've been wondering, like, what is it like for men? Maybe you guys weren't the right ones to ask about it in terms of like what it looks like today. 
um, because you've reached a level of maturity and I have a lot of appreciation for the for the men that I'm sitting with right now and the one in the bathroom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that leg running. Ooh. Got him. Uh, breaking the sale all crazy. Um, but I have, a, I have a lot of appreciation for the level of maturity. Yeah. I just notice the patterns. It's like part of me to to study people and understand that. I think it's like the sociologist in me. And I I find it so interesting and I always wondered, and this is an opportunity for me to ask that question and get an actual honest answer. Not that I don't get an honest answer from my brothers. Shout out to all my brothers. But it's a it's a different kind of thing. Yeah. Explain well, it. Well, see, here's the thing too. Sometimes it's like people don't always have the emotional maturity to even give you an honest answer. Because they don't really fully understand what they're doing. That part. Well, that you know? that part is very key because I think that people, it's so easy for our world to, to confuse comfort, lust, and love. Yeah. And you stay in something because you are lusting after it. And then after a while, you become comfortable with it. So you stick with it because it makes sense. But you're not actually honest with yourself or honest with the person. And people go at what's easy. Yeah. I think I think love is much harder to find. Mm -hmm. And the ability to say no, the ability to set limits, the ability to have real fucking conversations as to what you alluded to is what separates the hurt that we welcome because so many people welcome hurt and then wonder why why is this happening to me yep. well you knew what it was from the beginning toxic relationships you know from the beginning that it's a toxic relationship you just decide to go forward with it mm -hmm. but when i when i think about like cuffing season i wonder like what goes through these guys heads to really think that like you think i'm a fool for you all of a sudden you hit me up when it's cold like Hit me up in the summer so I know it's real. Like <laughs> what I look like, and then and then when I say I, I I will say to dudes, I'm being honest with you. I will say to dudes like, we gonna have this interaction, and that's gonna be what it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when I say that to dudes, you know what happens? They fake catch feelings because their ego was hurt mm -hmm. because I saw exactly what was happening. Mm -hmm. And that's the most frustrating thing because I hate to hurt a person's feelings. Cause I care about people genuinely, mm -hmm. but, it's necessary. but like if we yeah. had this, if we had this conversation, like why are you confused? People need to be put in check, though. They gotta like, like, like you gotta know that part. You gotta, you gotta be able to accept that that some there's women with game out here too, motherfucker. Like you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes, sometimes it ain't, it ain't, it ain't that you was the suavest motherfucker. Is, you know what I'm saying? She made a decision. Majority <laughs> of the time, women she choose you. you know what I'm saying? Majority of the time, right? Men will make a decision, and women will already have the decision made in mind. I watch people. I see, before a dude comes talk to me, I know that he's going to come and talk to me. Because I watch, I understand, I perceive all of the shit. Yeah. And so, you know that you got those goodies. Those goodies. Those goodies. Not, not those goodies. goodies. I got yeah, a big uh, reputation uh, for handling bras. Other than that, <laughs> I don't know the rest of the song. He put the white hat on and became a savage. <laughs> <laughs> Yo! I <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I just want to, I just want to build off that and say that yes. um, whatever I do, I do it well. So hey. let me say, can I, can I piggyback? Yes, just real quick, yes. please do. Because even though you this know, is I about gave, you, I gave, okay? <laughs> I gave the answer that I gave for currently or whatever. But I will say this: the last relationship, and this is another reason why I'm, I'm single by choice, is because the last time I was in a relationship, 
I got into that relationship because I was in a state of depression. Mm. And I thought the relationship, yeah. I thought the relationship would fix it, oh, yeah, which nah, was completely yeah. irresponsible and completely you know, unfair you to her. Know. Yeah, you know, you didn't. You I was didn't young. know. You was a young cub. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I didn't know. So this is what I, it goes back to. What I was saying is that some people they lack the emotional maturity to even know what's going on within themselves, and if they don't do any type of personal work to figure that out, that you know, like I, that happened to me one time, and I made sure to never do it again. Because Shout I took to I took bro. responsibility for that. Yes. Yeah. I, t- I took responsibility for that. I, I apologized to her, and you know what I'm saying. I'm lucky she took she took she accepted my apology, and we're on we're on understandable, respectful, good terms. Yes. You know what I'm saying. But who is this nigga? So I I have a He's lot of respect for that. The guy? second Jesus coming, have, man. We 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 definitely got to talk. Let me, say this, let me say this though. He's the truth. I I you know what I am. I'm a person. Paul Pierce I'm a person got nothing on you. I'm a person Relax. who's been. So I'm a person. Pain. I'm a person who's been having to do. Philosophical character study since I was 17 years old, mm. and the biggest shift, the biggest shift where I went from just being a talented actor or artist to to becoming a better man was when I said if I could do all this character study, if I could do all this character study for these fictional characters, you got to do it for you. I got to do it for me as well. Facts. Well, listen, the respect that I have for you is unmatched. So yeah. one, we of know. Things, <laughs> one of the Shut things, one of the things that all I, over this episode. Me personally, I'm, Shut up, Josh. <laughs> I'm a relationship kind of person. But I also understand that I am a person. I am a human being. Mm. And at times I have needs. I have no problem saying to a dude, you can be okay for right now. But understand that if (laughs) Mr. Right comes around during our right now, you got to go. Because you already told me that you're not it. But when you talk to guys like that, they're like, how dare you? And I'm like. Fragile male ego shit. Yeah. Isn't that the same shit you just said to me? All when they, when they do that to you, reference them to the Will to Change, a book written by the the late Bell Hooks, Men, Masculinity, and Love. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to put reference quotes. them to that because I'm, I'm gonna have to that's put That's the quotes. perfect framework. I just finished that book yesterday. I wanted to talk about it, but Rudy was fucking smoking everything that we threw at him. <laughs> it was by his this nigga is Thanos. He's just like ah. I got all the like, stones, my boy. Topics. Shout out, shout out to my bro. Shout out to my bro, Shiesty L, because I did um, radio years ago, years ago with him, um, Thirst Society Radio. We can't never run for office because of the shit that we said on there, but that's where I got the experience from. Dead so, Prez, you know 2022. What I, mean? I appreciate your eloquence, Absolutely. your quick thinking. Yes. I want to say, closing out that topic, I was just always curious of what cuffing season was like for dudes. Because cause they try it, and I'm a person who studies people, so I I understand what it is. You're going to have to have a cameraman and, and go out on Drunky. Canada Drunky. Candy Plaza Drunky. and just interview random people. Drunky, you done? I am. You got it, fam. So, this nigga drunk. Um, <laughs> I I I understand people. I just like one of the through, that's all I did. One of the issues that and I and I let you feel you. Listen, I've been giving you. Remember last time we had a conversation where oh, you we was all like, had a conversation. when you when you cut you always when I cut you off you always get mad. No, no, I let you do that because I I feel like you have something to contribute. <laughs> oh shit, that episode. I changed. Yeah. See what I'm saying? He didn't change. Um, <laughs> so. Not with liquor in me. <laughs> so I like one of my things is like 
people, I think people in general hate for you to see what they don't want to um, convey to the 100%. world. And I'm, I'm honest. Maybe I am too honest at times because I will tell you exactly what it is that I see. But I think one of the biggest disservices is, like you said, you value the body. I value the body as well. One of the biggest disservices I think that anybody can do to anybody is coming to someone and 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 getting their trust so much that they trust you enough to share their body with you without any reservation and not stating your intentions prior. Mm. So, yeah. Word well said. Hey, uh, let's sign off. Okay. Jay Poppy, you go first, nigga. Drunk ass. <laughs> I'm not drunk, first of all. No, he's in a good vibe. I like it. Two claps. All right. Saying I'm drunk. I only had a cup and a half. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, man. Uh. Please be sure to follow us on the pregame podcast uh, underscore the four ones uh, pod squad on the YouTube and the Instagram. Twitter is coming up real soon. We will be doing a twitch.tv pregame podcast for one squad for the 300 episode where we're going to be seeing everything that you're going to you hearing. You're going to see us live. So you don't want to miss out. It's on wax. That's news to me. But it, like we said, it's on wax. Goddamn. I said it last week, and you was like, cool. I'm cool. No, but you said last week it was cool. I'm fucking phenomenal. Keep going. (laughs) We're going to be on Twitch.tv and YouTube, maybe Facebook if you want to add it to your account. But Mm. yeah, 300 episode, get ready for it. It's going to be We're going to do all kinds of shit. Absolutely. Popping. Sparta Sparta themed. Mm. So, this is. I'm not really into begging. So I'm not going to beg you. I'm going to make a suggestion. Mm. I need for y'all to do me a favor. Wow. And only if it's within your reach. Only. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Only if it's within only. your reach. And you can find the excess energy to do so. Yes, I sir. need you to tell a friend. Tell, tell a friend. To tell a friend. Tell a neighbor. Tell friend. To tell mm. the person in their life who talks the most shit. Usually mm-hmm. the uncle that's drunk at the cookout. Or the auntie that talk a lot of shit. Yeah, that one too. About the about the pregame podcast. Why? I want you to tell them about it because we talk three things. Mm -hmm. We talk current events. Yes. We talk fuck shit and we talk real shit. Real shit. Yeah. You decide. Mm -hmm. This week we have the legendary, as his shirt says, Mr. Rudy Rudacious. A goat. Shout out to Madeira Wear as well. Yeah. Yo, shout out to the OGG. And shout out to the my G. Listen, Rudy. if you want somebody to be inspired to start something, I'm gonna propose to him on the second Yo. episode he does with flowers and a ring and all that. Hey, I'm gonna hey. give me like a little fifty cent ring. And I'm Yo, like, shout out to Rudy, man. He's the real goat, though. My guy, my guy. I cannot wait to see you perform live now. I, I'm I'm excited. We turned them out. Yes, and you also cut, you cut off our queen. You know how she. We both did. That. You started it. Um, so <laughs> we. If you want somebody to be inspired to follow their passion, if you've ever thought about any type of wordplay in how you um, present that in a way that people can understand and relate to, tell them about this episode. Mm, if you sure. have if you have somebody who 
is looking to figure out what their passion is and find out where they need to be, point them to this episode of the pregame podcast. Just tell a friend to tell a friend to tell an enemy if you need to mm. about this episode mm. of the Friend pregame podcast. Word. Five. Episode 245. And you sign off too, sir. 285. Uh, follow me on Instagram. Yes, sir. Um, at It's Rudy Rue. Um, that's the only thing that I really use. You can you can hit me up on Facebook and on Twitter, but Don't I even do it. Be Don't on even do shit. it. Just hit me up on Instagram. Hit, he's doing the anonymous questions, and it's been <laughs> hilarious for me to watch. So hit him, add him on Instagram, and then like start Ask sending him. Yo, I'm gonna jump into the anonymous questions. I'm gonna jump into yours, but I might actually do it for myself. Do it for yourself right. because I would love to see what your fans got to say because I know you got fans. Because everybody that comes on this podcast loves Bree Bree. Shout out to Nathaniel. Yo, shout. <laughs> hey, yo. Let me tell you Background on Nathaniel yo. The dude that I was talking to They named him Nathaniel And hey, I would Maurice. give updates on Nathaniel And Maurice, hey, Maurice. Yo, They didn't make Nathaniel it Maurice. But they're, they're fools We're not fools Them niggas exist <laughs> Nathaniel was cool for three weeks he and then was we had so good Nathaniel, <laughs> Nathaniel no, fumbled not. the bag bro he did cause he was an honorary member of this pod for three weeks and then we had to fucking bury this nigga we did a, we did a eulogy for this nigga Nathaniel god damn it cause we are dead ass R.I.P. Nathaniel yes. R.I.P. exactly yo, two yo we be telling Bree all the time all about our fucking escapades with women and shit and we're very like you know what I mean, yep. and she's super casual, very reserved. A gentle First of all, woman. the way that I the way that I operate is if mm-hmm. I fuck with you, I fuck with you. If I want to tell people about you, then I tell people about you. But don't mm. tell my fucking business. Mm. None of them niggas ever told you business. You didn't even give them enough weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a game night. <laughs> <laughs> But she, read, but she reads people and she saw it coming. Yeah, That's yeah, what it was. Yeah, yeah. We're going to nip this in the bud. <laughs> Pull all the weeds out the ground and all that shit. There ain't going to be no chance yeah. of this shit. <laughs> you will not embarrass me in public. You, you know what I'm saying? Right. Well, we are, I apologize. Rest in peace, Nathaniel, man. Like, that nigga. We was rooting for your dumb ass, too. He was of, the chosen one. He was. He was. Until he wasn't. That nigga was Jackie Chan in that Jackie Chan Adventures cartoon. I don't want no trouble. I don't want no trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. I don't want to hurt you. I'm cool. No fighting. Gada. Gada. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad for you, Harry. <laughs> Yo, oh, shit. All right. You already know what time it is, man. This is episode 285. Jay Casanova, Bree Bree, King Rudy, aka Rudy Rudacious, Rudy Ru. Uh, and I forgot their other. AKA is it's fine, Bree with the soldier, Bree Bree with the shoulders, <laughs> Brist the soldier. You know your your mother's favorite. No, 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 no fuck all that. I'm not. I'm not no, gonna. I'm not gonna end it because you got a chance to wrap a hat on. You're gonna relax, <laughs> which is seven different browns on one hoodie. Right? You're gonna relax. Hey, we love you. Hey yo. We love y'all. Brown and proud. Until next week. 
God damn it, we're gonna do a part two. We have we to. We gotta a do a part two. two. We did. We interview. Oh. We really. We let Rudy like do the artist. Like we let him no, write the whole. He told episode. the origin. Yes. I need to learn why he tripped. Like how no, you learn how to I talk wanna... to the white people. Okay. I just need to so learn we'll, about that. We'll talk about that I next episode. But we want to thank did. you guys. I was listening, bro. Yeah. I was listening. I need to know. I need to know. We want. We want to thank you for listening. And until next time, this has been the pregame podcast. Peace. Head grease, man. Holla. They forgot. I control the stop button. Yeah.